0: Welcome to this special edition podcast. Not only are we live watching the draft and getting up to the second, well, live currently up to the second, but it might be a little bit delayed once you hear this, especially since it'll be posted after the first round is over. Um, But this is our one year anniversary. The podcast turns one year old today. One year ago today, We're a month and a half into the pandemic, one unsuspecting, wide-eyed person thought, hey, let's put my voice on the internet and see what happens, and here we are. We don't have any haters, but the haters said we couldn't do it, yet here we are. All my goal was to get to seven episodes, because they say that uh, everyone who starts an episode or a podcast, you uh, get to seven, and that's usually when they quit, but almost 50 episodes and a year later here we are and we're joined today by some of your favorite guests we have charles and cole we're all representing our respective teams and boy i haven't been this nervous for an nfl draft in probably over a decade what about you guys
1: i'm feeling nervous i'm feeling excited i mean all the emotions it's a start slowly start of football back. Let's go.
2: yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo Cole there but uh, I, I think I'm more nervous than anything and I'm sure we're gonna get to this you know throughout the afternoon but the news, the news that broke earlier today out of Green Bay that's got me hyped up for this like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a happy nervous because I want to see what happens and you know there's a there's a lot of teams out there there's five or six teams that could really, they need to start planning for the future. And it's going to start tonight. So I'm going to, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that.
0: Well, let's get in that. As they talk and they do the, the typical, it's, you know, after eight o'clock on the East Coast, but we're still going to talk and talk and drag it out as long as possible to get more commercial breaks. Um, but I, I feel like there's been so much shuffle this off season that a lot of fans who even diehard fans might not recognize some of the people on their team. And so many people from the QB to the running back to cornerbacks and uh, defensive linemen have really shifted around. And the news broke just hours ago, like you said, Charles, that Aaron Rodgers, according to one source, of course, officially has not come out, but Aaron Rodgers, a, a. Ron, said, said, uh, I'm out. Y'all are already replacing me. He's given his list of teams that he would like to play for, whether Green Bay goes for it or not. That's, we might find out tonight. Uh, Anything can happen at the draft. See, I don't know. I feel like it could be
1: another uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle situation where a lot of teams talked about trading for Russell in the offseason and him and Pete Carroll kind of made up and that was kind of kiboshed. But it really led for some great stories through the offseason. Will he go? Will he not? But, I mean, tonight's the draft, and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen tonight. So we'll see. We're in a couple days. You know, the draft kind of goes on.
2: Well, I mean, tonight's the best night for, you know, when you've got the capital. You've got the prospects. You've got the picks. You've got players. It's the best time you're going to make the deal. But one thing uh, that – not a lot of people are going to be paying attention to is that it, the, uh, the cap penalty and the cap situation with Aaron Rodgers. if they trade for him now, it's about 20 something million dollars on the cap. Whereas I, if I remember correctly, it's sometime in June. I think it's after June 1st, when OTA start, if he gets traded, that cap uh, can be spread out over a few years and it actually lowers his cap hit to like a 14 or 14 and a half million, makes him a lot more affordable and may bring a few other students into play at that point. So uh, I can see this dragging out all summer too.
0: That's the sad part is, well, not sad part, but you know, all this hype, the draft is so hyped when it comes to NFL and even NHL. But I think the NFL takes the cake for drama and getting those views, getting people to come up with Aaron Rodgers. you know, people might've been like, ah, like maybe not. Like a lot of people in America are as if you're watching the draft or did watch the first round, you see how many people are there. You know, it's a, late April evening, um, but you add that little drama like, oh Aaron Rodgers might not want to be a Green Bay Packer anymore. What's going to happen? Oh, he might get traded at the draft. I gotta watch that. I gotta be eyes on that to see that happen. So they they do a great job in getting drama, getting eyes on the thing. how many quarterbacks are available. And like you guys said, you know, this is the year. A lot of teams are in that bubble or in that transition. Charles, you're a Pittsburgh fan. Uh, Big Ben doesn't have too many miles left in the tank. Uh, you you got to start somewhere. You don't want to wait till it's too late when you have, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph or Greg Maddox coming back to <laughs> play your team while you find out who your quarterback of the future is. My team, Jimmy Garoppolo, has been injured. Where you know they seem to be over it, even though two years ago we went to a Super Bowl, um, and they're you know willing to start over. Our defense is still humming, so it's kind of picking one piece out, putting it back in, and see if we can get back to uh, our good window. Uh, you know, Cole, Cam Newton, is he a a, a fix? Are they going to pick a quarterback? Will they trade up? How many teams are going to trade up? How bad is Chicago going to mess up this draft is the question everyone (laughs) wants to know. I mean, I think Chicago is
1: really going to mess this up because they don't have any ammo to trade up to get a quarterback. By the time they pick, all the good ones are going to be gone. How many teams
0: have already thrown away (laughs) draft picks and then, you know, down the road uh, a few years ago, they, oh yeah, first, first, first. And now it's like, well, crap, like. We, we, we need that now
3: mm-hmm. they just
0: gotta rely on the red rocket and Andy Dalton I guess so what do you guys think going into this year there's so much switch so much turnaround the rules uh they've kind of tinkered around with the rules and we can get into that a little bit later um but like what are your expectations going in they they You know who you're playing, but there's no breakdown of the schedule. That comes out, again, of course, it's a TV event, as the NFL does. They kind of rule the sports TV network. Um, On May 12th, uh, they'll be releasing who plays when and where and what date. And fans will be back, so everyone will be pumped. I don't think anyone here in Canada will want to go international i'm sure many people will but uh you know september october i just want to explore my own country until things get a little bit uh safer at least here in canada it looks to be better in the u.s but what are your expectations going in the early early prediction as they finally kick off the show what are your early early predictions for the season
2: I think it's going to be a bit of a changing of the guard in both the NFC and the AFC. Uh, a few teams have been retooling. As much as it pains me to say, because they're in my division, Cincinnati is becoming a force again. It's not just a two-team race anymore between us and Baltimore. So it's now a three-headed monster, and you can't even count Cleveland out anymore because they're just good enough to throw a monkey wrench in, in teams' plans. Well,
0: so they, I mean, they I did th- – oh, oh, there's the ca- there's the chair – Drink one if you're, if you're playing the drinking game <laughs> yeah. at home. Every year there's a drinking game for every draft. And, of course, uh, Roger Goodell's chair from his home draft last year, for some reason they made someone put it on a truck and drive it to Cleveland from wherever he lives. Uh, I don't know.
1: In, in case he needed to pop a squat.
0: Well, a there's, there's also on the drinking game. Uh, is someone going to hug the chair? I think that might have been ac- actually. You could bet on that if someone was going to hug the chair instead of Roger Goodell or first. Uh, and then, who's going to be the first player to take a selfie in the chair? I think is the Ooh, other that's a good one you could uh, bet on. Hmm. Um,
1: I feel like if someone doesn't do that, they're missing such a good opportunity.
2: Definitely be meme worthy, that's for sure, and you'll get a f- fifteen seconds of social media fame. But uh, be- whoever does that better not be a first round bust, because then that's going to come back to haunt them the rest of their life.
0: <laughs> that will be the biggest meme. There we go. Also, I, uh, I mean, I I'm sure all of us we all play fantasy football. Um, of course, there's been a, you know, a lull in fantasy football groups, especially if you play with the same people and uh, uh, just always uh, a keeper league or even just same year. Um, uh, um, so a few updates, apparently Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos is in the works. So the team that I thought was Ooh. the least amount. Uh, and then from another person uh, from Ryan uh, who booked Kings of Leon and so, Bron- great starts. My uh, football team. Uh, uh but uh, I mean, like, yeah. What do you do? You see the team that's the They know Do does the NFL tell them they have to wait a certain amount of time or until uh, a person comes up uh, sh- right away? They know who they're picking. Should they come up right away and be like, "We pick this person," or do you think the NFL forces them to? wait five minutes to make it seem like oh are they second guessing
1: i think they build it up for dramatic effect because they know damn well who they're picking by now you have the first pick you've had the first pick since last season i i think it's all an act but i mean you got to build up the suspense
2: there's your chair question actually for those watching you got a a jacksonville jaguars fan who got just gets to sit in the chair so there's there's your uh your answer is someone's we, going to.
0: There we go. Now, uh, have both? I'm sure both of you. You've both seen Draft Day, the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: I I I think that's one of the most underrated sports movies, especially since the year 2000. It quietly came in. Um, I I just I, I love watching Draft Day. I think it's a once a year, especially around Draft Day for the NFL. It's everything, like we've talked about on our episode 25 special, everything that you could roll, every sports fan wants. Oh, you know, oh, day of the draft. Oh, three, three first-round picks. And then, oh, getting all back at the last second, saving the day, bringing your team glory. Of course, they picked Cleveland, who wasn't so good at the time. But <laughs> uh, where this draft is currently for the first time, it's in Cleveland. Uh, what do you guys think as Jacksonville gets on the clock, finally um, only 15 minutes in um, <laughs> what do you guys think of them, the NFL choosing to move the draft now, instead of always having it in New York traveling around to each NFL city.
2: I think it's long overdue. And I think, it, you know, baseball and bas- especially basketball needs to learn them as well. Hockey doesn't, you know, they move around every year to year. Uh, I was here in Ottawa back in 2008 uh, it's all over the place. I think that the NFL is long overdue. Basketball needs to do the same. Baseball should. It gives
0: <laughs> no one. It, let's be real. Does anyone know when the baseball draft happens? Uh
2: And it, it's usually, I think it's either mid to end of July. Actually, it, it's right <laughs> around the 20th or 21st of no, not July, it's June 20th or 21st of June is usually it's like a two or three day event. And that's when it happens actually. But uh, I think having it in different cities every year you engage the fan bases it gives everyone something to talk about leading up to it and you know especially you know not to put a small damper on things but let's talk COVID for a second in in this COVID world that we now live in it gives that that local economy a little bit of a boost
0: exactly look at how many people even in COVID times how many people are in Cleveland they started this with you know, Radio City, Radio City Music Hall in um, New York—great venue, really cool atmosphere. You can see it in Draft Day, the movie. But you can only have so many fans in that amphitheater theater. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah, music hall. Uh, whereas now, since they've started to move it out, they build, they erect this giant dome. So even if it does rain, because it's April, many places it's spring. So fans can be covered, but like Nashville in 2019, how many people showed? Like, was it 200,000 for a draft? Something like that. Like it was insane. Oh, absolutely! Also and you insane see the plan? is Jacksonville is picking first overall for the first time. I didn't uh, know this was their first. Oh my yeah. God! Trevor Lawrence's brother looks exactly like Trevor Lawrence,
2: just with glasses. Is he a tw- Lawrence looks like, looks like baby Thor.
0: Well, they both have. Well, I, I, sunshine. Thought I was looking, I thought I was looking at Sunshine, and then I looked over, I was like, oh, there he is. They looked exactly <laughs> the same. Oh, Ooh, Chase Lawrence is his brother. Yeah, and he has a beard, and he's an artist. Interesting. Whoa, it's so trippy looking at these photos. If you uh <laughs> if you want to look up Trevor Lawrence's uh, photo or Trevor Lawrence brother's photo, they have have done a photo shoot and his brother is way more ginger than Trevor Lawrence is uh, and has a beard. So whoa. Also, if you want to look up
1: another picture of Trevor Lawrence meeting Trevor Lawrence's look-alike female.
0: Oh yes,
2: yeah. That
0: I like That's that one. Scary
2: one. That's trippy. <laughs> so, I'll ask you guys this right off the bat since uh, especially you Cole, you come from following a team that is known for putting up uh Super Bowl championships. Woo-woo. As much as sometimes as much as they sometimes don't deserve to be there. Um do you think Trevor Lawrence actually is an answer in Jacksonville?
1: You know what? I think so. Especially with Urban Meyer coming in as coach. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville has needed a QB for many years now. And I think with his tenacity, like he's been the talk of QBs ever since he was in high school and even before high school. Everybody knew he was going to be going to the NFL. So I think what Trevor Owens can bring to the NFL and Jacksonville in general, it's going to be great there. I think he'll be there for many years.
2: I, ho- I hope for his sake they surround him with a good offensive line. Jacksonville's line was both offensive and offensive. It was just frighteningly good a couple years ago. If they can return to that, that kid's going to have time to actually apply his craft properly and you actually get a chance to really develop.
1: Absolutely. That's where it comes down to it. Can he have a line to protect him?
0: Well, we saw how important that was. You know, everyone said in in um, Cincinnati last year that they were Swiss cheese and they, they kind of tightened up a little bit until Joe Burrow's unfortunate injury. So that's really going to be important uh, to keep him going further um, is having an O-line and any new quarterback that comes in, you want that O-line because that first year you want them developing their their systems, their their route reads, their defensive reads, especially with – we can get into this later – Tom Brady's gripe about numbers and who's wearing what number. Like, give me a break. But the importance of understanding the system and feeling comfortable and then worrying about, oh, man, am I going to snap my leg? Because uh, those injuries are, are really bad sometimes. Ask so, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith, uh, so many unfortunate injuries. Uh, again, three minutes. Like, Do we really have to wait this long for Jacksonville to call in a pick? Are the phone lines... Jacksonville knows that they're
2: picking first for how many months now? They don't know who they're picking. Do the they phone don't even lines in
0: Cleveland really like, are they a busy signal? Or are they trying to get through? I bet you go. they go down to two
1: minutes and then finally make their call.
0: I mean, how many game tapes of trevor lawrence have we seen Mm. since last year because everyone like everyone knew he he wasn't going to commit last year so he was coming back so everyone knew this year he was going to be the first overall like oh my
1: i mean we've almost watched a whole 10 minute highlight reel just for him
0: like and for those of you that are going to listen to this podcast you know great listening when they're we're just waiting for something to happen There's, you know, only so much and it's going to be a long evening, uh, potentially, if we record the entire however long this takes two hours. But um, this is the point where it gets frustrating in the draft where it's like the, the broadcasters, you know, they can only talk about so much. They can only talk about a player so much. And then once they're drafted, guess what? We get to see more highlight reels while they walk or while they get to the the stage or the the TV cameras at their house go to uh their house uh just two minutes in county all right so
2: and the pick is in so good call cole was just a little under two minutes so the pick was in well done
0: um so what number do we think trevor lawrence is going to wear in Jacksonville as we stretch for something to talk about (laughs) since quarter since many people can pick any number that they want now.
2: Uh, But quarterbacks generally stick with uh, numbers. They don't go too high. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to take a page out of my boy, big Ben's book. He's going to go number seven,
0: seven. He has all the numbers to choose from because Jacksonville doesn't have any numbers that are untouchable. So. That is true.
2: They just released a new guideline as to who can wear what numbers again. And they increased it for some positions. Uh, Quarterbacks, I think, are still 1 to 15 or 1 to 10. So I I don't see him going with anything but 7.
1: I see him probably just sticking with his uh, college number, which I think is 12, 16.
0: Yeah. We just watched how many minutes of game tape and you didn't – See what number he was.
1: He's not uh, gonna play for my team. Why would I care about what number he is?
0: I mean, yes, this is the Sports Unite podcast. We unite people together so we don't say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we can always say, I mean, Cole's wearing a Patriots patrios, so we can just ask him if he spied on him and then have a spy gate again.
0: <laughs> yes, how hey, many recording?
1: I was a videographer, okay? It was not part of our team. Uh.
0: Now, have we ever had a surprise number one pick in the NFL? I can't think of one because there's so long between when you know who's picking first, you know, we knew Jacksonville was picking first by the end of December Uh, until now. Like uh, I don't think there's ever been a surprise number one or a close number one.
1: No, you usually know. I mean, when you knew the first pick and, the players it's going, usually been a consensus who's so
0: probably going to go number one, and there, yeah. there
2: it is, officially now. Hugging all his parents! Wow! Sunshine.
0: Oh my God! Big surprise! Holy cow! Trevor Lawrence! No mm-hmm. way!
2: The number one congratulations, pick in the NFL is sunshine! Never, never
0: congratulations, sunshine! Going to the Sunshine State of Florida uh god bless oh you see i think it was his dad he turned the gatorade bottles to make sure that they were visible got to get that sponsorship money he's a pro now
1: yeah he, he make earn money, that money.
0: although the ncaa is changing that very quickly but um so yeah let's get into as we wait for the second pick uh which will be a little bit more interesting um what do you think especially cole being uh an still a Tom Brady fan, ex Tom Brady fan. Do you have a bad breakup? Um, he I had, him. he came out and he said, this is so stupid. Oh my God. The people are going to get hurt. I can't, who's going to be able to pick the backside linebacker blitzing. Who cares what number you are? Like, does it, hey. is it really that like, Oh my God, only the ones between 50 and 69 can rush me. Like really? Are you that like old man? You know, what?" how much of an old man he sounded like when he came out and said that on social media. He,
1: he's aging now. Okay. He's getting up there. Well, if he doesn't to like play rule, for another five years, but
0: if he doesn't like it, then, you know, he needs to retire. Welcome to the NFL. You can wear whatever number you want in college. I know it's been, you know, it's been like 20, <laughs> 30, 50 years since he was in college, but. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
2: I mean, if you want to just look at Tom Brady's arguments, it's just someone who he's very resistant to change. I mean, he made Tampa Bay change to his style a little bit of, of offense when he got there. He doesn't like change very much. Uh, personally, I think you should be able to wear whatever the hell number you want.
0: Exactly. I never got If you got want to wear that. 99
2: yeah. and you're a wide receiver, go for it. Uh, you, you don't see too many teams in the NHL bitching about, you know, Oh, the left winger not wearing number 15, or he's not wearing whatever number. It's the I, only I, sport I can't that has
0: this number rule.
1: Like, I don't. I never really understood it. It didn't really make much sense.
0: I mean, it's kind of weird if you, like, like you said, hockey, like a goaltender, if they, you know, Vasilevsky has, wears 88 instead of like the typical 20 to 30 or like 32. Um, Baseball, there's really no. I there might be for baseball. I it might be one Man, of those obscure. Really... I but I, um, wow. Soccer, there's no. I mean, really, keepers are like number one or two, but after that, I there's not a huge. Uh, well, I know for soccer, it you can only have numbers. I think up to fifty. They don't go higher than fifty, but you don't have I... that many. Players, So it's understandable for that. Um, I think you're right. But yeah, they don't the, retire,
2: the way we do in North America.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You don't retire numbers. Uh, you put them in like ring of honor. They have people. And with how old soccer is, especially with that rule, never changing, you're going to run out of numbers for the teams like Man U and Barcelona and all the teams that tried to create the uh, super league, which was another <sighs> money grab and that's that's a talk for another podcast as the jets are on the clock Um, what i do like that the nhl or nfl does is as soon as jacksonville put in their their pick they don't have to wait for anyone to announce anything They're, they're on the clock so it kind of after that first pick it leaves that like dreaded 10 minutes in between Where people are going to run out of things to talk about uh, a little bit quicker, Uh, so you go from half talking about Trevor Lawrence now. Now they're talking about who the Jets should pick. So that's the, I guess, the good part. Uh, Now quick transition. Now uh, it was also said. Oh, and we just got a word that uh, rugby requires numbers per position which i guess that that makes sense
2: yeah the uh one of the more famous institutions the new zealand all blacks i think it's uh for many years i'm not sure if it's still the same way for them they might have changed it but for easily two decades uh their hooker in the in the middle of the lineup he always wore number two
0: that's right well, let me tell you, one to, numbers one to eight are forwards, and nine to fifteen are backs, uh, and then the substitutes get no numbers. I'm just joking. Um,
2: oh, hello! There That's right. They're just recapping the Jets Panthers trade. There. Sorry, I got a little excited for a second. I thought it was an Aaron Rodgers thing. My bad.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah. So if any breaking news happens, uh, on oh, oh, the substitutes get the the. They don't get to pick. They get 16 to 22. Here you go for rugby. Um, yeah. Baseball, nothing. Uh, hockey, nothing. Football, NFL. I, I think the same rule applies for the CFL here in Canada, uh, but I think they're a little bit more relaxed. I think it's just normal for players to pick their traditional numbers. Uh, but I do Think there's a few obscure ones that in the CFL, anyways, because we're we're the fun league compared to the NFL. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> why am I XFL. blanking
0: on the fourth big sport? Oh my god, basketball, basketball. Yes. Oh my.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, uh, I know I'm the elder statesman of the three of us here, but man, you getting old, Justin.
0: I, uh, you know what? It's been a very long week. We didn't have a podcast last week. I'm not that sharp. Uh, basketball, there's, there's no, no. There, there's no numbers. They, they really don't want you to go high, but there's no rule. I believe
2: against it. I'm pretty sure that the, the unspoken rule in basketball is just don't wear 23.
0: Yeah. 23, even though it's not retired league wide, which it probably should be, but,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, I think no, LeBron wears it in, in, in LA, but. That's yeah. LeBron, there are I certain think. players
0: that can get LeBron's away with it. Always worn it. But there's. Well, yeah.
2: he, he wore sticks in Miami.
0: Oh, and oh, we have a pick. A wow. in,
2: a Zach fan in. the Jets.
0: Oh, Saw that coming. Him, he showed him the pick. Wow, that guy looks way too comfortable in a lazy boy. That's not his first rodeo. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now the question is: Will they have a fan from each of the top ten?
0: Wow, Zach sit in the chair. Why the what?
2: I'm. Uh, you, you're not liking this pick, are you, Justin? I'm
1: so confused. Did you not think they were going to pick Zach Wilson? No, I thought they were going to go tight end. No, they were going QB all the way. They traded away Sam Darnold. They needed a quarterback.
2: They need a lot of things. That team needs a whole freaking new team to begin with. But
0: they just like. Yes. It's 100%. Like, it's like buying a car. And then three years later, being like, "Oh, I don't like this one. This this new model's prettier," like the the or O line something.
2: Who oh, would quarterback? Needs, <laughs> the Jets I, need a lot of work. I mean, yes, yeah, it mean, starts with like, like, hockey like that God out.
0: Bless Sala. Like, I, I love him as a defensive coordinator. Like, he's a great going to be a great coach. Absolutely, but like. Uh, 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 yeah, I. That's why I'm not a Jets fan. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, everyone seems to be loving it, so maybe I'm missing something. But uh.
2: well, I mean, it, it, we we always talk about in hockey. You start from the net out, right? Unless it's like defense wins championships, you start with the goaltending and you build around. You build from there. You always you got to build. You start with the quarterback in football. You don't you don't win without a quarterback. Uh, that's, so, that's a great
1: analogy. Absolutely.
2: I mean, especially, I, yeah, and yeah, to, to I, your point, Colton, the way the league is shaped is you've got to have a QB. And if they can actually put an O-line in front of Wilson to protect him, maybe, and I stress this word, maybe they might be relevant in November or December for a game or two.
0: So it's, it, are do the Jets improve from an, a one and 11 Season with Zach Wilson now.
2: Not with an old line, they don't.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I didn't want Zach Wilson on. I don't know if that's mean to say on my team. I so I, I don't think he was ever an option. Um, no, maybe I'm missing something. I didn't, I didn't really watch any. College football this past year, I watched less of it because half the teams weren't playing, or it wasn't didn't feel like a real season. Uh, so I think obviously I missed out uh, on that. So I've just been catching up on the scouting reports. So uh, and maybe
2: uh, well he is a pretty accurate thrower. He said he said BYU's uh, record for completion percentage in the season it's almost seventy four percent. So he, he can get the ball where he wants to put it. So he's got the arm strength, and it looks like he's got the accuracy. He's going to have to make sure he can think under pressure because I don't care how good you are in college, there is no defensive line coming at you like they're like, like an NFL defensive line. That is, no, that it's is a completely seven different game. very mean, nasty people coming at your ass.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, who did – who did BYU play? Because they're in a they're in a weird con. Okay. So they play. While you're
2: looking at that, Justin, your team's on the clock right now. You got uh, three and a half, 3.45. I'm, d- I'm just distracting myself.
0: And- I don't want to think about it. Who are they going <laughs> for? Uh,
2: I mean, I'm I,
0: if I were to put money, they're probably going to pick Mac Jones. In my heart, I don't want Mac Jones. I would love to have Justin Fields. Uh, Trey Lance uh, I would go with Trey Lance because I see him as another Josh Allen um, yes uh, Justin yeah. Fields too did incredible at Ohio State like there's nothing to hang his head was Justin Fields on uh, QB one was he one of those no you're no. thinking Um, there was a different QB that
1: looks similar to Justin Fields
0: um, like he went to he's also on he's also on Ohio State right Yes. Yeah. Okay. That one went to Ohio. State. I don't right. remember. Cause we're on, we were on like season three of QB one. So I know they're coming up to being draft eligible. I just didn't remember if he was on the first season or he was uh, or not. So, um, but yeah, so BYU had five games <laughs> who, um, Oh no, that was their con Oh, there's only There's only 6 teams in their conference. Yeah. Um UConn didn't play, UMass only played 4 games, New Mexico State played 2 games. So it was really Army, Liberty and BYU in their division, independent foot I don't even know what division they play in. Who.
1: Um, correction he actually was on okay qb1 that,
0: that's what i thought See, you're absolutely right i might be over I way over tired, but let me tell you i i know my <laughs> I, See, I thought you were
1: speaking of spencer rattler also
0: no he was on he, he was on the, the last season right like 2019 yeah. Or... Yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: no i i remembered him but I thought Justin Fields, because he, you know, we share the same name. So I'm like, hey, any opportunity I get, <laughs> push the name.
2: Well, not, not, not to get you too worked up, but now your pick has been put in. So now we're about to, we're gonna find out in a moment here who Justin's 49ers will take. And I actually I'm with you, Justin. I want to see you guys take Lance. He's got a Josh Allen like arm. And in that like in that conference, I mean you gotta play against uh, Russell Wilson. Who, while he takes a beating, still has an arm matched by only two or three other QBs Q- 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 in the league, and Kyler Murray, who's another a, a good quarterback. So you guys need someone who can gun that ball,
0: right? Like that's the thing. Like Russell yeah. Wilson, he's not old. He's he's still on the younger side, but just he's been around for so long that, and we've talked about him for so long, he feels like he's Ben Roethlisberger. He's like, oh, I must be almost retired, and you're like. Oh, he's like 31, 30, 31. Like, yeah, he's he's really young. He's still got, you know, eight. he's still in his prime. Like he's not going anywhere. And then, yeah, Kyler Murray really emerged as a a great pick uh, for Arizona. And then, uh, you know, Matt Stafford coming over to the Rams. That's a crapshoot. I've always liked him. Uh, I felt bad for him being in Detroit. Um, he never got a fair shake. Him and Megatron, like they they should have been a force in the NFC, and just it never worked out. Uh, you know, Megatron retired because he got tired of not winning. Feel bad for him. Oh, well,
3: here we All go. All right,
0: so yeah, my if I were to bet money, Mac Jones, my heart, Trey Lance. If we pick anybody else, I'm going to run out of this room. Trey Lance. Oh, how are you? You guys are so far ahead of me. This The internet here in Saskatchewan is like.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm watching live on TSN. You picked up Trey Lance.
1: Oh, that's a good pickup. Yes. <laughs>
2: Well, Justin just had his night made, ladies and gentlemen. The He's future the is here.
1: Tonight. Woo! Good pickup by them. Oh,
2: really good pickup pick by them. Whether or not they keep Jimmy Garoppolo, there's heir apparent right there. And now that they can yeah. build for the future as well. The present and the future. Uh, probably the smartest move the Niners could have made all night.
1: Yeah. Since they picked up that pick, that was the best pick they could have gotten. Because now Jimmy G and take him under his wing for a year. You know, I think that's a great pickup. He's a mobile oh. quarterback.
0: He has a great arm. Oh, there you, we go. You North beat. Dakota, you know, in you Saskatchewan, we're WG. right below North Dakota. I'm just going to go thank North Dakota. Uh, <laughs>
1: and if you think about it, they're the one team in the top 10 that actually have a solid offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're walking into like you're not walking into a desperate team like Jacksonville
2: and New York and all the rest of them. Like,
3: yeah,
1: he's a lucky
0: pick up, that's for sure.
2: I uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. You could trade Jimmy G now and put Trey Lance in there. Oh my make god, some growing pains, but he's got
0: protection. Do we trade Jimmy G to get Aaron Rodgers and then he learns under Aaron? Oh, now I'm just gonna have. Now I'm just gonna be like, put, oh buddy. Let me tell you now, this is my draft day. Okay. This is, we picked the right person. We, we are, we're running, we're, we're hyped up now. We're going to be, you know, he's going to learn. You know what? Even if he, even, even if we have Jimmy Garoppolo, I still like Jimmy Garoppolo as much as everyone's given up on him. He still shows greatness. He gets injured. I mean, that's, sometimes that happens. I can't, can't change anything about that. Me being injured me tearing my Achilles. I I couldn't change. I didn't do anything. Couldn't do anything different. Look at that. Steve, Steve McNair. I love air McNair. Give me that all day with our defense. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan uh, chose a good one. You
1: know, and that's the thing
0: as much as we can read in, in our in our you know individual teams you hear noises you hear all of this talk and again that's part of the drama if depending on where your team's picking how are you going to pick who are you going to pick you know oh this coach prefers this player but the GM wants this player like it's a battle between the head coach and the GM like how much do you guys read into that
1: i mean i personally just think it's a lot just for show, and they go back and forth to create some stories. I don't read into it too much until you really start to hear more and more about it, and more sources come out.
2: It, I mean, yeah, I think Cold is some of the best. It is just a lot of people just trying to hype, so that way it keeps people talking, and it's um, verbal clickbait, if you will. Um, really, you can't put any Faith in what you hear, unless, like you know, reputable pundits start talking, then you can then you pay attention a little bit.
0: I I think, I find it easy to when it's not your team, to again, like you said, like blow it off, like it's like smoke, or like oh, someone's trying to ruffle up, or some blogger wanted heard a coach say something out of con and you're just like, oh, you totally wants this player. But when it's your team, you have to be like, it gives you that second doubt. Be like, oh really? And you try and be like, do they think this way? Is there like an issue? Is there going to be beef between the GM and the head coach? Not like, oh, now that my team's out of the way and we can breathe. Uh, Trey Lance, if you'd ever like to come on the podcast, I would love to have you. I'm sure you're very, very busy right after this and probably for the next 18 years, Uh, but uh, you're always welcome on the podcast, no matter if you play for my team or not, big fan. Um, Atlanta. Now there's rumors out of Atlanta that come June, like you said, with the the bonuses and all that, um, that Julio and teams have already inquired about what it's going to take to get Julio. Now he can't be traded until June, so there's not going to be anything tonight. But does Atlanta finally understand that they're they're the three four years ago they were blew the Super Bowl that they got to blow it up?
1: Yeah, Julio is going to be gone by June. They can't keep him around. They don't have enough money. They they could use that asset somewhere else. Big time. So I think who it's time to let Julio go. I think they go Kyle Pitt instead of Florida, the tight end. Yeah, but the one that I thought the Jets yeah. were going to pick. <laughs> but see, also, if they're going to get rid of Julio,
0: they could or pick up Devontae Smith from Alabama. Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, another wide receiver. Uh, Both projected
1: to go in the first round. Or they're, 10, still at
2: rocking Matt, they're still rocking Matt Ryan at QB, right? Yeah, uh, as
0: of right now, yes. <laughs> yeah, Maddie Ice is still
2: there. Now, we're. I'm gonna. We, we've heard. We talked about this already a few times, and this may be beating a dead horse. I think they should be going after a quarterback to replace Matt Ryan. He's not getting any younger. He's been around for many years. Do they?
0: Do they? Get Mac, you know, maybe they. I can see them taking
2: Mac Jones right here. I I, I I, wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Pitts go, but Mac Jones would be one. Watch that, watch out. I'll say Pittis or Jones. Hard to know which way, it depends on how, how Atlanta's going, but I think Cole's right. Come the pretty much the day after Julio gets his bonus and it changes the cap hit, he's gone somewhere. And No, I didn't watch it.
0: Who's their second and third white Like uh, without looking at the roster, I have no idea. Yeah,
2: I don't but, even know like,
0: I could tell you. Do, do you pick that Sorry, wide Atlanta receiver fans. in anticipation that you're going to lose Julio, or like you said, you know, Matt Ryan's good, but a lot of Atlanta fans don't like Matty Ice, and it's it's been a tumultuous relationship. So, huh?
2: Kyle Pitts, yes, yeah. yeah. Kyle Pitts going to going to Atlanta.
1: There we go. Well, see, beforehand, like, uh, with the fear of the cat coming out, they were fearing they were going to lose Julio and Matt Ryan and not even be able to afford them. So I think now at least one of them is going to be out.
2: It's uh, definitely going to be Julio. They'll get more for Julio than they will for Ryan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Julio, like, Julio's very coveted, so – Next up is Cincinnati. Now, the joke is that Cincinnati will pick a wide receiver, even though they should pick um, an offensive lineman or someone to protect Joe Burrow or more support. Um, But they're very heavy on wide receivers. Uh, So who would fit better for Joe Burrow's style of play? Would it be Jamar Chase or just Devontae Smith just throwing it just you know, Devonte Smith was I believe is faster than Jalen Wadden. Uh and just throwing it up there and hoping he can run under it.
1: I'm gonna say Jamar Chase just because they both went to LSU and they learned that whole regime. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's he's, my he's vote. Got,
2: he's got enough weapons as it is. I don't think they need to go out and get any more. Worry about protection because, and I mentioned this earlier the NFC, sorry, excuse me, the AFC North is still the most smash mouth division in football. Those are the most violent and brutal games between teams you'll see because they just do not, no one likes each other. The moment you put on a jersey and it's the wrong one, you're hated and people want to hurt you. So you, the quarterback needs to be protected. And Joe I Burrow, completely agree with you. His, Joe Burrow got his. Ass handed to him by the a- the AFC North a little bit in some of those games, he got beat up and he got pummeled on. So they need to worry about protecting him, especially if he's going to be their cash cow uh, face of the franchise. He's going to be the guy who leads them back to respectability, and you know maybe for the, the fans in Cincinnati, a championship. When was the last time Cincinnati had anything to cheer about?
1: Well, yeah, look at the first year he had to get surgery on his knee. The guy almost basically took his leg off and needed some protection.
0: <laughs> did it for the they team. He almost died for the team. His first year in it. The Cincinnati team that wasn't going anywhere, but they, they looked pretty good with him. So I, I'm confident that he's, he's very good for their, for their future. So they're, they're building on something. Now, speaking Absolutely. of tight ends, um, out of the grave comes Tim Tebow. Timothy Tebow mm. is now <laughs> working out in Jacksonville as a tight end. He uh, he retired from baseball. That that venture is done. Uh, but he's looking back at football. Can you picture Trevor Lawrence throwing a pass to Tim Tebow, the tight end?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, Tim Tebow's got he's got the body of a wide, of a tight end. He he could he could take a hit or two. He can play.
1: I think he's got the body. I agree with that on that one. But he's definitely out of the loop of playing. Like, he went to baseball for how many years trying to make it and then call it a quits? Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Dude. Baseball
0: makes you be – like, this ain't the, like, 90s baseball where you just – you can hit a ball, you don't – you hit it far enough, you don't really have to hustle. So, baseball's very, very athletic nowadays compared to what it used to be. So that's you can't
2: that's true. Break. You got the double A, and that's – you know, double A is – People don't that's say oh always halfway there, but people get called up from double A right to the majors all the time. He was starting to knock on the door playing major like playing for the Mets. So yeah.
0: He, You're he, right on that one, big time. A lot of those he, running quarterbacks were you know are big guys, so like they they could easily transit as long as you can catch and I guess block because that's what half the tight ends do is a lot of blocking. Yeah. As long as you can do that, you can I don't see why you can't make it as a tight end, and you add a few <laughs> trick plays.
2: I mean, I'll I'll never really love Tim Tebow because in the first year with the new overtime rules, <laughs> the divisional round, Denver the, versus Pittsburgh, the first a lucky play. pass right over the middle for an 80 for 80 yards and it was game over. Uh, so yeah. I'm never gonna like Tim Tebow. sorry, because he made enough the, the playoffs. I hold I hold a grudge. Uh but at the same time, if he can make it, if he can prove it, he's he's got the position down and he can block, he can catch, and, and he, he can be a viable tool, more power to him. And that's the luck. I hope I hope he makes it.
0: Now, um, looking at the, the crowd here, is this kind of the first big event that at least American can say, like, we're back, like... Because there's probably a good few thousand people crammed in there. Uh, now they say For everyone Americans? has been vaccinated, so I mean, I guess you'd have to prove that. So is this kind of America showing like, hey, like we're beating this thing, we're back, mm-hmm. like, like they like to be like, hey, don't worry, we fixed everything.
2: <laughs> I don't know what the vaccination levels are in that specific area. Um, I wouldn't quite go that far to say that they're showing that we're that they're back. I think a little bit of his wishful thinking that they're just trying to get show people what normal school sort of looks like. Mm. But I think there's still a bit of a ways to go.
1: I think um, that's but, what they announced for the upcoming season is they're going to want to try and get full stadiums everywhere, but everybody has to be vaccinated.
0: Yeah. I, I'm – all for that. Um, you know, I can't Absolutely. wait to be back at a, a sports stadium. I can't wait for, you know, the CFL delayed the season because they say they want, but they really need fans in the stand to, to help recoup and make money. Um, they're football crazy here in Saskatchewan, so I'm super excited. Uh, of course, I'm not a Saskatchewan fan, which uh, I can't wait to fly my flag on my car wear my jersey around, uh, which is not green because that is the color for Saskatchewan is green and white. So I can't wait to stand out and get booed. Uh, I love getting booed. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, it's I I can't, you know, just thinking about it makes me remember what it's like hockey. I miss going to hockey games, even if it's junior hockey. Uh, You know, there's no NHL team where I am, so I'm not going to be able to see as many NHL games as I'm used to seeing. But you know, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary—they're—they're they're all a drive, but you can certainly drive that way. Uh, I would do it for my team, <laughs> uh, hands down. Um, so I, yeah, I can't wait uh, for that to return. And I know many, many people are really anxious. They want—they they want that return to normalcy. I know people are getting antsy, but uh, this is the podcast message to. When you can uh, get vaccinated, I know it's been a struggle. It's been messed up depending on where you are, both in Canada and the US and wherever you are around the world, because we do have worldwide listeners. Uh, when you can get the vaccine uh, and you know, protect everyone around you, protect your friends so that we can get back to those full stadiums and events and celebrate together, get booed together. You know, even getting booed as much as it sucks to get booed, kind of miss it.
1: You know what? I will never complain about buying an oversized beverage.
2: I will take
0: a $10 beer anytime (laughs) at this point.
2: (laughs) Well, to bring it back to a little more uh, relevance, the Cincinnati Bengals pick is in.
0: Let's see. Now, what do you guys think about the draft hats? Uh, it's always a big thing. What uh, the the new? Where like uh, you like him, Charles? I like I, him. I I might just have to pick up one after this. Uh, this draft is over, you know.
2: Well, wait you know for, what? I'm going go to and... you you call this one good, Jamar Chase. There we go. Look at oh. that
0: off the board.
1: Saw that coming.
2: I was kind of hoping they would go offensive line just so that way Joe Burrow doesn't get another torn ACL. Because he got hit 70. I think it was 73 or 75 times he got hit.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, way he got too hit much a lot. for
2: a quarterback.
0: Now here's where it starts to get interesting. Too, but... We get Miami next, and then the Lions, and then the Broncos. Now the Broncos Carolina. uh Carolina. Oh, did I miss that? Oh, I jumped the gun because Denver has that potential. Are, I just, I like if Denver can pull off this this Aaron Rodgers thing tonight, like before they pick in probably twenty minutes at this point, like. I guess that gets me excited. But uh, looking forward, so Miami, uh, would Miami go O-line? Because they're pretty set. Uh, Maybe they draft a a wide receiver, but I think they just need protection for their quarterback. For Tua. I mean, you have two uh, top 10 ranked uh, tackles uh, with Peeney Sewell and Rashad Slater, um, both offensive tackles. I, I don't know Miami's offensive line if they need a center, if they need a, a a guard. Some people are more adaptable to switch from tackle to guard. Others like um the the big trade for Kansas City. Uh he wanted uh Brown wanted to be a tackle, so they didn't want him to be a tackle, so they traded him. Uh And mind you, too, this is Miami, like, this is a pick from Philadelphia. So how much did Philadelphia need this pick instead of uh, being down at 12th? Well, that's
1: all in the past now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, uh, the, the commissioner of my fantasy football league is a diehard Philadelphia fan. I felt really happy for him when they won the, the Super Bowl. But it's just, it's one of those teams where like the second things go bad, everyone turns. And it's just, it, it's not heartbreaking, but it, it's kind of heartbreaking and funny at the same time just to just to see the complaints and the, the frustration, partly because it's not your team. So you, you don't have to worry about that.
2: I can definitely see the, Dol- the Dolphins going with, uh, I'd say his first name, Penny, Penny see well. Uh uh
0: One or the other? Uh, I, I'm Penny horrible. A- I don't know.
2: He's yeah. an offensive tackle, but I, I, you know what? I can see them definitely going with that because they, they, they could use a little bit of an upgrade.
1: I think either one of them, either one of the tackles, I think would be a huge upgrade for them because they need some more protection for Tua. They have the wide receivers already down pat.
0: And see, that's I mean, the thing. It, it all depends. Did or, you know, do you, do you put Oregon ahead because they have a tougher schedule over Northwestern? Northwestern has gotten a lot better in the past decade, decade and a half in college football, been more up there. So I, again, didn't really get to watch college football because so many teams and players didn't play or opted out. So their pick is in. Um, yeah. I'll have to in mere moments again this is great podcast listening as we wait and just ramble on. Uh, we're getting so good at that rambling on. I should have made a list of random things to talk about in between picks.
2: I mean had you had the Kenny Rogers song gambling man so you can have the rambling man.
0: the <laughs> rambling man. I mean what a way to to welcome yourself to the to the new team get in favor with with all of the fans. Uh, so yeah, so you know, pick is in and they've already started the next clock for pick 7 and it's already at 7:50. So they I think they're they're churning along. We're I think they were in from and last we're only year. at I shouldn't say an hour in. It took 15 minutes for them to announce the first pick. So uh, what do you guys think about the draft taking three days for the NFL? Do you, do you think there's a faster way to do it?
2: Take a page out of the NHL's playbook. Your first round, do night one. And yeah, that's a three-hour event. But I, I went to the second through I, – I went to day two of the NHL draft when I was here in Ottawa. And I got there early, like 9.30, and they were already through the second round at that point. They were, were like, into the third round by that point. They started at 8 in the morning.
0: Yeah, it's just super quick. You you don't have to go up to the stage and you you just go to the table. You don't – yeah, like, uh, there's now going to be 32 teams in the NHL. So, clearly, it's not the amount of teams that makes it that long. It's – the first round excitement, the show. They put the first on. round I get having it on a separate day, or even if you want to do the first two rounds, because uh, you get those people that are supposed to go on the first round and then they drop to the second round. They have to wait an entire night and think about it. If you have that one to two, uh, I, I wouldn't mind. I would watch the second round, but yeah, day two. And especially for the <laughs> NFL, day two into day three, I, I get updates, but I, I can't say I've really watched – a day two or even a day three.
2: Oh, I never have watched a day three.
0: Uh, no, I'll get the updates. Look at that Miami fan! They're they're so decked out.
2: Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama, going to the Dolphins. Wow!
1: Wow! I did not see that coming.
2: Uh, f- he, I think he was projected to be more of a mid-round pick. I think, I think he shot up a few spots there.
0: He shot up a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, Devonte Smith was the first wide receiver for Alabama, and he was always the second. He, he, he even looks a little surprised.
1: A little. See, they, not they gonna lie, like that's the most surprised I've seen an Eagles. NFL.
0: He to- yeah. He totally did not think he was going. I mean, good for him. It's great. That's what you want. You want those surprises and you know the shades, trying to hide the what's going on. But
2: I think the greatest thing about the all the drafts, especially like the uh, the NBA and the NFL, is those whacked out suits they wear on on the first uh, night.
0: The suits. Absolutely. I missed the the early two thousands. Just the super baggy. Suits. Like uh <laughs> that was a fashion trend. The baggy the better. The baggy the better.
1: <laughs> now it's all who's wearing what designer. Oh, customized so he's suits. also a
0: punt returner.
2: Oh, oh no, no, that, that's interesting for Miami being able to have a wife. Well, say like Pittsburgh when we had Antonio Brown, he also re- he also returned punts and stuff for us as well. It's a little bit of a gamble. It can be. But there's less injuries now on kick returns and punt returns than there was 10 years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so. true. Well, and it appears pick seven is in because pick yeah, eight oh. is on the clock already. I just so there. So Detroit is picked. Uh, they're wasting no time. I mean, if Sean uh, if Sean was here, Sean's a, a diehard Detroit Lions fan. Uh, you know, God bless them; they've been through a lot. They now have uh, Jared Goff. Yep. So a younger quarterback, but mixed bag. Uh, other outside and the, do they go? I guess they have to go wide receiver. Uh, yeah, because they yeah they need don't some wide receiver. Galloway anymore? I think he signed somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, he's
0: gone. So, is this, is this, uh, Devante's time?
2: I think so. He's think the highest,
0: so. you know, highest wide receiver now on the board left. He's the only one left in the top 10 rankings. Uh, and then on who you're, it is Devontae
2: that would explain why the Lions pick one in because if he, if he was still available, they're like, absolutely, snatch him up.
0: See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I like about some some teams is if you're if your guy is still on the board, just shoot it in. Don't don't even second guess because once you start to get in your head and second guess yourself, that's where mistakes happen. Because people are human. Now,
2: let's rewind just for a second, talking about getting the pick in. I gotta give your scouting department, the 49ers scouting department, major props, Justin. They managed to Turn Kyle Shanahan's mind, which directions when he went for Trey Lance because Shanahan was—I think—wasn't he on the record? He wasn't the biggest fan of Trey Lance early on. Oh, he,
0: he was Mac Jones all the way. He was, uh, and uh, and like my like uh, like it's been said, um, you know, Mac Jones looks more like a college coach than he does a quarterback.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah,
0: the the Miami fan in our fantasy wanted uh Sewell as well, the O line. So, uh, he's okay with this pick, could be a superstar, and that keyword in any draft is could be. You were drafting for the potential, and football, I think, is the most brutal sport for that. Is it's not a guarantee, it's, uh, it's a wish, a hope. You get a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, a Alvin Kamara, a J.J. Watt, uh, you know, uh, uh, Talib, you know, you get those stars that can really game change it. But uh, how many of those star players uh, also you run the risk of it being a bust. So.
2: Speaking of J.J., where did he end up?
0: (laughs) Arizona. Another well, reason why really Arizona is so knows. friggin' scary.
2: Yeah, you know I wouldn't be surprised to see him actually switch and, and not be on the defensive side anymore, and to becoming more of a tight end.
1: Well, he did play both in
0: college too. Uh, I mean, you and he put played that option a couple
2: times with with Houston.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, you add that. So let's try and let's try and um, guess. Detroit doesn't need a quarterback. Carolina, theoretically, doesn't need a quarterback. Um, Denver, just signed Teddy Bridgewater, theoretically doesn't need a quarterback. Where does Mac Jones now end up? New England.
1: No, I'm going Justin Fields, New England.
0: Yeah, I think they like Justin Fields more. See,
1: they're possibly going to take Carolina's – the big talk has been them taking Carolina's spot. Oh, so. Like, making a trade for it to well, get Carol- Justin Fields. I mean, Carolina's still on the clock.
0: They're, they're but I don't
1: know. They're going to see how far, I guess. Oh, I love, dropping,
0: I love this. It says fully vaccinated draft room, so you don't worry that they're all hugging each other and excited. <laughs> so they're to put that out there. We're so worried about the front office of the Detroit Lions not being fully vaccinated.
2: we well, see here we go.
0: And that's the thing too. Yeah, I forgot. Uh Detroit's pretty pretty good for first round picks in the yeah. next few years. So they can start to so the, the
2: rise there. They well the Lions went with Sewell, offensive tackle.
0: I I'm not surprised <laughs> with that. That's they wow. They passed on.
2: That surprised me a little. Uh, I mean, sure. Do you want you want to protect Jared Goff? I get it, but they don't have like, what weapons does he have to throw to?
0: Well, I'm not many. Remember, starting in June, that's essentially when free agency for you know the trades and all that. So maybe they have their they have so many first round picks starting next year. They can use a couple of those to. Eh, maybe. Maybe Julio so, will go there. I, I'm just saying, Ooh. I think they might try Ooh. and lure a high-end free agent or a trade. They have those those picks available. Like Yeah. Brashad Perryman is their essentially top with Tyrell Williams um, wide receiver. They're good. They, they have Hawkinson for tight end, so they're okay for, for tight end.
2: They, they don't have any legit threats down deep. And to no. your point, there, Cole Julio, maybe that I can see that happening.
0: They have a you lot know, of picks to go away, so you throw a first-round pick at uh, Atlanta for 2022. Maybe like they have a bunch, so they're they're okay.
1: Yeah, it's not like it would hurt them.
0: But now, do you guys think that they consulted Jared Goff on? if you would like a wide receiver or protection? I'm going to say probably not.
2: Yeah. It, it, if it was Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you consult. Jared Goff doesn't have that, that that street cred in the league yet. I
0: I don't know, though. Like He got that massive contract out of going to the Super Bowl and laying up a goose egg, but they're still like, yeah, we believe in you. And then, you know, two, three years later, they ship him off to Detroit.
2: He's a little too inconsistent, in my opinion, to be, if I'm a GM or coach, to be like, well, hey, what do you want? I'll be like, no, what's, what's best for my team?
0: I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Having played against her, I, I completely agree. He was slightly
2: overhyped. I mean, uh, can, can we just talk about how big some of these guys are? I mean, Justin, you and I are two very large men. Uh, you're what six four? I'm six five, and I, I tip the scales about two hundred and eighty pounds. I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly a small man, but some of these guys are getting drafted six six, three hundred and thirty pounds. I'm just like, where oh, do they build monsters. you guys? they you guys? What do you what do you eat?
0: It's <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so Wheaties. You know, Trey, Trey was 6'3", 224 and some of them were like, "Ah, oh, he's a little skinny." And it's like six three two twenty four is not uh, not really it's that not skinny, small. especially My when it's, you're, you're not you're not having that you know beer cake in the middle. You're having those you're pretty strong stomach muscles, and it's pretty flat there. So, I mean, All a lot of that day- is muscle. And then you get and into just the linemen there. Get more muscle. Yeah, the linemen, they have they have muscle, and then they have a little bit extra for for uh, for protection. <laughs> so it's muscle <laughs> on top of muscle, and it just makes them look massive. But they're in no means out of shape like the like what used to be what you say what a lineman would be. These linemen can run forties in like five three. Like, it's insane. It
2: shouldn't be possible for a guy who weighs 300 plus pounds. Exactly. They're should not, not be physically close. possible.
0: They're, they're moving. They're, they're, they're going like a freight train. And it, they look scary if you're ever, like, staring down one. It's a good thing most I mean, of the time uh, they, but they don't get a running start, you know.
2: I mean, my, my old man, may he rest in peace, he was 6'3", 350 pounds. But if he tried to do a 40-yard dash, I'd be like, um, an hour later, he might finish.
0: <laughs> I'll make reservations <laughs> or I'll change our reservations for lunch like
1: oh they some of the offensive linemen are definitely built different.
0: So the, the there's always one player who kind of seems to fall and it appears that unless a team is gonna that already has a quarterback wants the competition or extra, like I don't see Carolina. I mean, maybe Carolina picks Max Jones because they have... Is it Dalton that they have? I don't even
2: remember. No, Dalton went uh, to Chicago, did he not?
0: Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Uh, um, well, they're picked... And it just said that they're only interested in Justin Fields, apparently, so... I Don't do it. Don't do it. No Troub- trouble, trouble over there in New England? The
2: Unless it's a starting trade. Unless it's like maybe a draft and trade.
0: Uh, I love when they announce a trade. Oh, it's so good.
2: Uh, Now, see, now
0: I think they they definitely control this because now they're just dragging it out ever so slightly to make you question what they're doing. God damn it.
2: Well, damn the NFL. Let's just take a second here. I know, I know, we're not actually drinking because you know you want to stay sober for a podcast. So we actually make sense. But anyone who's listening to this, and you're, you you have an alcoholic beverage in your hands or whatever you're drinking, let's just raise a glass for a brief second here, and toast the legendary career of Drew Brees, and may he enjoy the retirement and the fruits of his labor, which are well earned. Never should have made it at his size. I was being like you, like he was like a six foot or sub six foot quarterback. Never should have made it, and had a hall And he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: I will definitely cheers to that. Absolutely, Hall of Fame. Not only Drew Brees and his four or five kids, but uh, Philip Rivers also retired with his full football team. Football team.
2: JC Horn goes to then goes to Carolina
0: jc horn
2: i know that's an of that's a left field pick if i ever saw one
1: i don't even see the, i like i have the like top 32 are projected
0: he's not i don't even even see him 32. on the first two
1: pages uh who the heck is
0: this i, I, I wish some of you uh, listening could see our faces <laughs> I, I guess this is the good part about the draft is when someone goes who Uh, and by no means are we experts we're not a a mel kiper we're not a mcshay we're not a a dj the the you know the 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 high level draft uh rankers the ones who work year-round and follow these players by no means are we that we somewhat prepared and uh clearly we're
1: so he was projected
0: to get He was projected to go 17th to Vegas
1: to the Raiders, but
2: Well, so he he jumped up nine spots. Wow.
0: Good for him. Nine
2: spots too often.
0: Whose ranking was that that he was projected 17th?
1: Uh, That would have been like I got that off the NFL mock draft. The mock
0: draft? Okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah, the mock draft. Wasn't me.
0: I mean, the Gamecocks have been. I love. I love South Carolina's name, the Gamecocks. Uh, I mean, they've been pretty good lately. So I guess he's been a big part of that defense.
2: I mean, I I think he was. Was he all defensive SEC? He made the all all defensive team. Uh, I believe
0: so. Let me find him on the the depth charts here and.
2: I mean, I, I'm still a little shocked that he dro- that he rose that much.
0: I'm uh, I'm, I'm on Mel Kuiper's uh, draft board here, and I'm I'm in the 30s now, and I'm still struggling to find him. We'll see. He even passed uh, Patrick Sertain
1: the second from Alabama for a cornerback.
2: Well. I could see some of Bama's cornerbacks, the secondary, maybe losing a little stock because they didn't have the world's greatest end of the season.
1: That's true.
0: They really didn't.
2: They, 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 they uh, got lit up hard there in the, in the national championship.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah.
2: So I, I could see some of them maybe losing a little stock. They're being like, yeah, you got on the, on the big stage and you laid a big egg. It's like, eesh. I can see some teams maybe being a little wary. I mean, yes, Nick Saban and the Alabama Alabama program probably have one of the best programs in college football history.
0: That is very, very true. I mean
2: – But every now and then, like – I'm still a little shocked that, that J.C. Horn went that high. Like, I'm still – I'm sitting here like, how <laughs> –
1: Still learning who he is. All
2: right, cool. So, I mean, we're still about 20 minutes away, maybe 25 minutes away from you guys. You're what, 15th? Yeah. Do you think Justin Fields sticks around long enough?
1: I hope. I would love it. I don't want them to pick up Mac Jones. That would be a stupid quarterback pickup. Um, I'm really hoping Justin Fields will be there whether they trade up for him or they trade afterwards for him, if someone happens to pick him up. But I think if we could get a young quarterback early, that'd be great for us. I mean, Uh, Cam Newton's definitely not permanent by any means. I don't want him to be, nobody thinks he's going
0: to be. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost like draft day scenario where, You know, the Broncos, maybe, if they're maybe trying to work a last-minute deal. But, uh, you know, Dallas isn't going to pick a quarterback. New York isn't going to pick a quarterback unless they've lost complete faith in Daniel Jones. Um,
2: Which they shouldn't.
0: Philly has Jalen Hurt, so they're good. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. They're good. The Vikings,
2: uh, I don't think. The Vikings could use somebody.
0: They could. I don't know if they will. And then you have New New England at fifteen. And I mean, right now the flashy pick is Mac, not Justin Fields. So that's
1: why I'm hoping maybe Denver picks up Mac. Instead yeah, of- said- going to QB at this rate.
2: If if Justin Fields falls to you guys at fifteen, that'll be probably the steal of the draft in my mind. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. That's the thing. How many teams pick, like, pick a player so another team, maybe in their division, doesn't pick that player? <laughs> they might not need them, but they don't want their opponent to pick it. Do Do you think that happens?
2: Once in a while, I don't think it happens as often as people would imagine, but I can see once in a while, you know.
0: 115, 110. They're really pushing the clock. They are. They must be trying to work something.
2: He's still still sitting out there.
0: Now, that's there. Yeah, they're not celebrating there. Now, very rarely, now this does happen. If you don't submit your pick in in that 10 minutes, you you lose that. It goes to the next team.
3: Yeah.
1: Could you imagine?
0: So like <laughs> I don't know who to pick Let's just pass on it Well that, I think the last time it maybe Happened was 2013 I have to check Off the top of my head but it's happened uh, Oh well, pick is in okay
2: as a I know that it's in
0: happened anything. in this In last decade it's not this Decade anymore it's 2021 but I know that it's it's happened In the past 10 years And so it's it's Very rare but it has happened
2: was it Miami um, or the Jets? Uh, I, uh,
0: I know Baltimore. I don't know if Baltimore was the one that didn't get it, so they missed it, or if they were the benefactor. Like they were I think Baltimore was line.
2: the benefactor. I don't remember Baltimore missed the pick because Baltimore was in such a uh, like a fierce heat with us for a lot of the first two years of, the, of that 2010 decade. Uh, the two of us controlled the AFC North end outside of new england we controlled the afc so they wouldn't they would never miss an opportunity to to shore up some part of their their roster to battle us
0: well let's let's find out that's what the internet was designed for so 2011 uh was the last time it happened so 10 years ago uh so the ravens did try to trade a a pick and they ran Mm -hmm. out of time oh the ravens um so uh, they were picking at twenty six and they missed it. So then other people got it and they eventually picked at. Um, they were able to pick before the Saints picked at twenty eight. But whoa, it's not it's not a... in the second. Okay, now oh, we're getting into. Up?
1: They picked up Patrick.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the Broncos secondary needs some help. I mean, the Broncos are – they're, they're kind of, you know, in, in, in a perennial rebuild right now.
1: Yeah, so, and they're finding quarterbacks. They just picked up a quarterback.
2: I mean, they, they've had like <laughs> nine different starting QBs in the last, like what, what, three years?
0: So again, my fantasy team, or fantasy football, uh, strikes again uh, with the notion that he's not even the best corner available. So, uh, of course, sometimes with sports, you have to you know, trash talk is a little bit as much as we like to be all uh, supportive and happy. Uh, it's just part of sports. Sometimes you got to trash talk. So uh, Dallas is up next.
2: Do you give Dak an, a, another wide receiver? Do you give him Devonte Smith?
0: I mean, at this point, if he's available, it's Jerry Jones. I mean, come on, we all know he's gonna do it. Why not? And Devontae's put, still
2: available? I, I don't know how he's fallen this far, but he's available.
0: Like, do, I don't the know. Either. Heisman winner with CD Lamb with Amari. Koo, like, just thinking about that with a healthy and don't Dak Zeke. With a with, uh, uh, I think people figured out Zeke. But if he has a good year, then
2: if Dak is healthy and he get in his arm, that that frees Zeke up.
0: That that well, with that many weapons, yeah, your Zeke becomes yeah. secondary. But like, whew.
1: I mean, honestly, it's kind of stupid if they didn't pick him at this rate.
0: Okay, so uh, in 2003, the Vikings had the seventh pick overall. They were discussing a trade with the Ravens, Jaguars, and Patriots. Eventually, they made a deal with the Ravens. One would allow them to jump three spots to get Byron Lefwich. Uh Now, apparently, they said that they turned their, their draft card in with 32 seconds left, uh, but they didn't have confirmation. So uh, from the Ravens, so they never, they never claimed it, never spoke, blah, blah, blah. So they ran out of time. Uh, And we all know that Jacksonville choosing eighth overall uh, rushed in their card to get Byron Leftwich, who they really wanted. And they got him at seven.
2: And Byron never did much. And actually he wound up uh, serving. I'm pretty sure he served as our backup quarterback for a couple of years. And is now one of our coordinators. It.
0: Yes. Well, no. Byron Leftwich, uh is in. Uh, won a Super Bowl ring with Tampa.
2: Although, Yeah, he he left him with to go with Tampa. But he was he was on uh, he was part of our coaching staff for a few years too. He
0: was. I mean, he was a he was a great. I mean, he didn't get a fair shake in certainly in Jacksonville, but he had a big arm. He obviously knows the game really well. Studied very well, so he, he's been a really good coach. He learned really good in the Steelers I mean, and he let Tom Brady call the plays so he didn't have to
2: work. <laughs> I mean, he never had to play too much in Pittsburgh but he was serviceable when he played. It wasn't like we were totally screwed no, putting him at, in there. At, th- at
0: that point, he was a very much a very good veteran backup yeah. if Big Ben got injured or anything. Like you, uh, you would feel comfortable that
2: he Absolutely. Uh Dallas apparently has traded their pick.
0: Oh damn. And uh so
2: Philadelphia.
0: We have oh so in our fantasy, um, we have a giant Dallas fan. And like I said, uh we have a huge Philadelphia fan. So uh they're freaking out, and better be for Devonte Smith. If that highly touted wide receiver is available at 10, and Dallas doesn't really need it, uh, I mean, you don't want That's to have true. that too much, too much drama. Wide receivers, we know, are famous for being drama queens. Antonio
2: Brown.
0: <laughs> so you can't have too many big...
2: You can't have too many oh. Eagles on another team. But I'm surprised that Dallas will trade this pick in their own division.
0: Ah, uh, it's Jerry Jones. Let's be real here. He he does what he wants.
2: That's no, he does what he wants. But I, I like you would think you would try and get that pick outside your division, so it doesn't come back to immediately haunt you. Because if like, for, let's just for argument's sake say that the Eagles do take Devontae Smith, that could come back and bite them in the ass when it, when later like week fifteen, week sixteen. When they're playing the Cowboys a second time, that could come into Dallas,
0: it could, yeah,
1: it very well could be.
0: I I think Jerry Jones is being very arrogant. Uh, what is
2: Jerry Jones?
0: And Jerry Jones, he's he's willing to. So, all right, so yeah, it's essentially a swap for swap with an extra third round, which could mean something, could mean nothing. So, uh, two minutes left. Uh, it's looking like. Uh, it's going to be Smith, uh, from all that I'm seeing online. Yeah, I see it. Um, Smith. Uh, if, if they it's not, don't, don't pick, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But <laughs> so again, I mean, so
2: they, Jalen Hurts a quarterback, right?
0: Yeah, they're they're they yeah. they've made their mind on Jalen Hurt. They traded Wentz. He's Hurts is the future. So well, Hertz
2: is, he, he's got the foundational part of the game down, he's decent, so there's nothing wrong there.
0: No, yeah, no, not at all. So it's no. looking like for Cole, Minnesota's the only team in your way from landing. Uh, uh what was his name in, in draft Fields. day? J-j-j- Justin Fields. Oh, not in draft day, but no, not in draft, but yeah, like it could happen.
2: By the way, when was the last time you saw a Heisman a Heisman Trophy winner not in the top ten?
0: Fall fall this low in the It's ah. a good question.
2: I mean, yeah, Devontae Smith was oh, uh, oh. The, the the top receiver award.
0: Don't, by... don't forget they have elite quarterback Joe Flacco. Oh yes. Oh,
2: oh.
0: oh. the tandem of oh, <laughs> Uh, oh, the Eagles
2: are getting down there. They're down for 20 seconds.
0: Are they, they must have a busy signal, uh, I hope.
2: Oh, uh, 18. Oh, man, this is going to get tight. What
0: are they doing?
2: Oh, the pick is in with, with 12 seconds to go.
0: It's about time. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not going to – yeah, it has to be. It has to be, Smith. Like –
2: it's kind of kind of what i wish some of the uh the podcast was also a bit of a video that way people could see our facial reactions when like an off the board pick is made
0: uh maybe you know maybe by year two when we hit our second uh our second uh, year anniversary we'll be in a video format for the podcast but uh, uh also Steelers YouTube. news uh, Mason Rudolph signs a one-year extension.
2: Yeah. That just, that just flashed across my screen.
0: Yeah. Look at that. So, uh, the future is there for Rudolph.
2: Uh, that's just to be Ben's backup.
0: That's a Ben's short can't that's
2: Honestly, now granted, we're still probably a good hour and a bit away from my boys picking number 24. But we, and we talked about this right off the top of the show, the Steelers need to start thinking about life after Big Ben. We've been spoiled to have one of the best quarterbacks of the last 15 years. Like, yes, okay, it hurts me to say this, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, and Drew Brees. The four best of the last, since 2004.
0: You're already forgetting Peyton.
2: Uh Peyton came in, but Peyton was already playing in the nineties. I, I okay. put
0: Peyton yeah, into a different category. That's true.
2: That's true. Yeah, I put Peyton into a different category. Brady didn't start playing until two thousand two, two thousand like two thousand one, two thousand two. Right. Yeah. Oh, the Eagles' pick is Devontae Smith.
0: Yeah, there we go. Good pick up for them.
2: Well, that's a smart pick up there. You, you give Jalen Hurts his new number one target. But just to quickly finish up there, yeah, Peyton is a part of a different uh, category there, Dustin. As, as, didn't he start his career back in, like, 96 or 98?
0: Uh, I think 99 he was. 99, excuse yeah. me. But, yeah, like, 99.
2: Tom Brady started playing in 2001, 2002. Ben was drafted in, like, 2000 and. 2004 I'm pretty sure 2004 um, Drew Brees yes uh, he, but he didn't really start being a, worth anything until he was traded to New Orleans because San Diego didn't know what they had with him and Aaron Rodgers was the heir to Brett Favre and that was a messy divorce in that one mm-hmm. but that oh, came around was it ever? but really I mean from about 2005 onwards in terms of the uh, that new age of quarterback, those were the four best. So Pittsburgh's got to start thinking about life after that. Wouldn't mind seeing Deshaun uh, Watson until all those legal troubles popped up.
0: You mean 12 other teams? Their price shouldn't have been so high for, for Houston, because now they're stuck, and does he even play this year? Because he said he wasn't going to, but he's not yeah, going to get did. trade guard. Like he, it's just a hot mess. Like sometimes just you just, just get easy. too much money, too much untouchable feeling, and uh, I, I can't. I, again, I, I can't. Qu- I was not there. I don't know. I'm just from the information that the public has. It.
2: It doesn't look good.
0: It doesn't look good. It looks like yeah. someone took advantage of their position there. And uh, yeah, took advantage of people.
2: And you know, sometimes the money gets, the, the, the power goes to their head. That, yes. Power and fame.
0: So I don't mean to scare you Cole, but that scenario of a team picking someone. So another team doesn't get them uh, word on the street is that Minnesota just might jump at Justin Fields.
1: Don't do it. They don't need well, him. They don't need a quarterback. Yeah, they do. Charles, don't say that. <laughs>
2: I'm like, so
0: I would imagine the skewers
2: trade up and take Justin Fields, for, for the love of God. Also, like, I would early. be very happy to see Pittsburgh somehow trade up. We have a plethora of wide receiver talent. we could part one part, We could give up one of them. We have a plethora there of wide receivers that are weapons.
1: But you know what? If Justin Fields somehow falls till 15, which I still don't get, understand? Oh what my God,
0: guys! We have another trade. Oh, it's Chicago's time to mess it up. Wait, what, what trade Chicago? do you have there,
3: bud?
0: Chicago's on on the clock now. They traded with the Giants. Here we go. We are about an hour early from Chicago messing up the draft. What a oh, time goodness. to be alive. How does Chicago even have anything to trade up for? <laughs> so, well, here you go now. Who do they pick? Do they pick Mac Jones or do they pick Justin Fields? Because you know they're going to get a quarterback.
2: Oh, they'll pick they'll Mac Jones.
0: Yeah, they're Mac Jones.
2: Chicago hung on the Mitch Trubisky for one for, for three years too many, so they'll, they'll take Mac Jones.
0: I'm I'm hearing Fields. They're high on Fields.
2: Well, Chicago's high on something, but I mean, I'm not sure if it's Fields. <laughs> 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 to all the Chicago Bears fans listening. You, you, I, I'm not hating on you guys. You're just your team has found ways to blunder year after year. I mean, I mean that's thing,
0: remember Chicago did not have a first round pick for three years now.
2: Yeah, because that's of
3: uh,
0: of the trade with uh, for Khalil Mack. So <laughs> they've been they've needed a first round pick for a long time.
2: I mean, we, we, we can ask about blunders in Chicago. Does the words double-doink mean anything to them?
0: <laughs> Do the words Mitch Trubitsky mean <laughs> anything oh,
2: to oh. them? Well, we, we, we can ask them at the, end, at the end of the year how they like Andy Dalton.
0: <laughs> the Red Rockets come in to save the day. I mean, to be fair, though, to to be a, a rookie QB to learn, Andy Dalton's not a, a bad person to learn from.
2: No, it's true. I mean, he, he's been around the game more than – more than one or, once or twice he's been around for a while
0: he's been around for a while he's, he's been in different teams he's been a starter he had to come into dallas and play a majority of the season almost leading them to the playoff like he he's got experience he's got uh he, he's got experience he's got the the knowledge i mean he's not a bad person to learn from i
2: mean and you know the uh the NFC North is probably I would say the second hardest division to play in besides the AFC North just because of some of those rivalries between the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers and the Lions. So, and Andy be- Dalton spent he spent quite a few years playing in the AFC North against the Ravens and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So, at least from a mindset perspective and from an experience perspective, at least he knows what he's getting himself into when it comes to rivalries.
0: That's true. And he, he's on a one-year contract and he can potentially stay for a couple more after if whoever they pick isn't ready or like that Chicago needs more development because you don't want your, your QB of the future to be rushed. Especially wow. in a division.
2: Uh, so the Bears get the 11th overall pick and the Giants get the 20th overall this year, a fifth rounder this year, and a first and a fourth next year.
0: Did this... Again,
2: it screams Joe Fields they, or, 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 or uh, Mac Jones.
0: They Again, they Why? mess up the draft every – they garner their picks and then they just throw them all away. So here we go. They just messed up the draft for like the next three years. Well, like I said, they haven't had a first-round pick since 2018, so – Yay, draft-a-thon, yay.
2: <laughs> I have my volume on low, so I, it doesn't really interfere with us, you know. Uh, I, ju- I just
0: see the bottom draft-a-thon, so like, yay, the NFL, you're a billion dollar company. I think you don't need to have it, get your fans to donate, you can just donate.
2: Mm-hmm. Giving a, sh- a shout-outs to some people who are frontline workers in Chicago.
0: I'm like, here I am waiting. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) He has so many cards.
2: The Chicago Bears select Justin Fields. Ah. Okay, then if Justin Fields winds up being the quarterback that we that we know he can be, then giving up a two first-rounders for him is not a bad trade-off.
1: That's true. Hopefully, he's not another Mitchell Trubisky.
2: Serious, no, hopefully. Uh, no. Hopefully, he's more of a like a Justin Herbert kind of potential. I mean, I, I see him that he could rival Herbert for what's that kind of skill set.
0: I uh, yeah, I. I think, well, especially no, think? compared to Mitch Trubisky, he is way more highly touted. So, yeah.
2: Now, Fields, fields gives Chicago someone who can actually throw a deep ball consistently
1: mm-hmm. and move with the ball,
2: too. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I, is it too early? Is it too risky? to go out and call it that and actually Andy Dalton plays just a backup mentor role and Fields gets most of the snaps.
0: I could say that. If possible, I I think it might, might maybe be a training camp. Uh, Again, they could have had a conversation with Andy Dalton to be like, Hey, like we want you to play this year, be a mentor. We You know, again, Chicago was 20th overall. So I don't think they figured these guys would still be on the board. So it's one of those hey, like this guy's still available. We want him. Again, let's trade. New York's not going to want a quarter, but then they're doing the math. You know, very much New England probably would have taken him. So you got to do that draft day scenario be like, okay, who can we call to see if we can get a trade so we can get this person? I mean, Chicago hasn't had a mobile quarterback ever.
2: I was going to say, when was the last time they were actually were a mobile?
0: So, Jake Cutler? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. He, he
3: was mobile.
2: Okay, he was mobile in the same way that a stretcher goes to an ambulance.
1: Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about.
2: <laughs> well, we went we about Jake Culler being mobile. I was like, yeah, okay, he's mobile on a stretcher going to the ambulance. That's what the only time he's mobile. I mean, well, you know what? Okay, the, so the Bears, they don't fuck this up.
1: For once, they actually pulled it off. In for them.
2: Uh, wow,
0: I'm... Who's... Who'd have thought? I, I guess you know... Them. Occasionally, everyone is right. You know what? What do they say? A clock is right twice time a day.
2: Yeah, two times at least twice a day, a clock is tells the right time.
0: Now, Jenny who is? Now, who does happy. Jerry Jones take?
2: And well, the the, the the Dallas pick is in.
1: Oh, that was fast. Well, not really, but.
2: Oh, she was pretty fast. Not even half the clock expired for them.
1: I'd say they might take uh, Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. They need some more defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Maybe an O lineman or or defense. Yeah, I don't.
2: I they I I can see them going on the defensive side of the ball since you know they've got CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke, and Dak Prescott. I, I they're yeah, set I... offensively.
0: I think you guys are right that they've been working on their O line for a long time, and I know it's it's uh, I, I know it's gotten a lot better. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think they'll. And uh, I completely forgot Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm looking. I'm like, why is he there? Oh yeah, he's the coach. That happened.
2: Right, that was a bit of an ugly divorce there in Green Bay.
0: Oh, very much so.
2: I mean, for years you hear nothing in Green Bay. Oh yeah, McCarthy and Rogers, McCarthy and Rogers. Suddenly, big problems in the front office with McCarthy, and now Rogers is pissed off. Like in the span of two years,
0: Green Bay has that issue where they, they, I guess they don't know how to move on. Like Brett Favre, you know, they draft Aaron Rodgers, and everyone's like, oh my god, and then the ugly divorce with Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. um you go from Holmgren to Mike McCarthy and then Mike McCarthy to uh the Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur obviously it's not yeah. love in paradise he loves Jacob Love as quarterback who's the quarterback of the future so like they really just sometimes it can be a, a it's like a family fight always internally there but they're always usually good so These people come on the stage and I don't know who they are.
2: <laughs> I know, right?
0: Oh, I see okay. They're 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 people of the who have yeah. been very good for Okay.
2: And then they they, they they get to you know go up Announce and make
0: the 13th pick. I see. Okay. Well, I, I will, I will give you that NFL. Very good. Tug at my heartstrings. Congratulations. <laughs>
2: Mika Parsons, linebacker. Good call there, Cole. Saw that coming. They needed some more defense. Very good call, Cole. Going on, on, the, on the linebacker.
0: Are you uh, secretly a uh, Cowboys fan there, Cole?
2: Never. I mean, I I'm a, want to be a if the Cowboys want to play in the Ravens, I'll cheer for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll pose this out to you guys. And then any of the listeners here, feel free. I mean, if anyone's uh, following along with us live and anyone who's, you know, uh, afterwards, every time Goodell gets up to the stage, he gets booed. And the same thing goes for Gary Bettman in the NHL. Who do you think is the most hated, like legitimately by the fan base, is the most hated commissioner in professional sports?
0: I have to say Goodell only because of the reach the NFL has over the NHL being, if you're just a hockey fan, you don't like you hate Gary Bettman, no matter what he does, the good, you, you have to hate him. The NBA, everyone loves Adam Silver. Like he hasn't done anything to he's handled situations. He's, he's been, he's, he's very well liked. Um, Rob Manfred. I mean, no one knows what's going on with, with baseball. So I, I, he's no one really boos him. So uh, it's hard to say, I'm sure people hate him, but Gary Bettman and Roger Goodell are definitely one, two. Maybe it depends on what someone has said. Maybe some days Gary Bettman can be higher than Roger Goodell. I don't know. Cole, what do you think Uh,
1: Yeah, I definitely have to agree. I feel like more people know who Roger Goodell is also. How big kind of football is compared to Gary Bettman. And like the impact he has and has done for the NFL and also not done for the NFL as just a person. So I definitely feel that, yeah, uh, Roger Goodell 100% hated more than Gary Bettman.
0: Well, if you could hear that, uh, he said Roger Goodell uh, over Gary Bettman. Uh, For some reason, he was whispering. He's giving you, all the listeners, some ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) I don't uh, know what
2: happened there. I don't
1: know either. That was weird.
0: You're, you're, You're still quiet. I don't know if things are dying on you.
2: Um, I mean, obviously, I, I have a bit of a predisposition to hate Gary Bettman just because uh, of how many, how much labor unrest he's caused. I mean, you had the strike-shortened year in 90, uh, ninety-five, You had the full-season lockout. You had another half season. He screwed up and didn't. And then, no, and, and, you know, and it, no, there was no NHL players at the twenty eighteen Olympics. So, I mean, he's made quite a few blunders. But, yeah, you know what? i got to go with Adam Adam Goodell, right? Uh, With Roger Goodell. uh, Probably the most hated commissioner. But I'm going to put Bettman, like, right on his heels for that title.
0: Like I said, you you could on some days. And certainly Gary Bettman has been, like, way, way more hated with work stoppage. He's had the most – tumultuous time uh no other league has faced this many work stoppages you know baseball is the only thing that's come close so uh
2: well basketball had a one semi walkout yes but that's just one and then they had one uh I think it was like the. I think they. they, they history calls it the twenty-minute lockout back in the nineties, where they, they they were gonna the players were gonna go on strike and decertify the union, but the league quickly came back to the table and they hammered out hammered out on agreements. But uh, oh. I, I get that they have to do all this on uh, with commercials to get sponsorship, but damn, in the middle of the draft, it really but kills it, momentum.
1: It goes so much longer because of it. It just drags on now. Because realistically, once it goes past like the top 10, you're golden. And then it's like, oh, okay, who's next? Who's next?
2: <laughs> yeah, once you get past that top five, top 10, now people are just waiting for their team.
1: Pretty much. Nobody yeah. really cares.
2: Unless you happen to be sports mega nerds like us. Yeah. So while we've got us, I mean, uh, Justin's, for those who are listening and wondering why Justin has suddenly got silent, he's actually had to, just to step away for two seconds. Um, so then, call. I'll ask you, you've watched a lot of drafts across sports. You've been to a couple of live, I think. What's uh, what's your favorite draft memory? Maybe Any sport.
1: Draft memory. That's a good
2: question. Like a team, favorite team drafting a particular player that you, that you watched that you that you you watched the draft happen for, or just something awesome happening at a draft.
1: I mean. I didn't see it live, but I'm always going to go back to uh, Mr. Tom Brady getting selected way, way, way back. People didn't even know who Tom Brady was.
2: Sixth round pick.
1: Yeah. One ninety nine. Nobody knew who he was, and that will always be my top one.
2: Well... What about your I'm going to actually. Uh, mine will be a football one as well. Seeing Ryan Shazier slowly walk out and make the Pittsburgh Steelers first-round selection a couple of years ago after that horrific injury that ended his career. The man should never have walked. He should have and they're, – they're saying he should have died that night in hospital. He should never have made it off the operating table. Oh, so I'm the fact that a... he was actually able to – his rehab went so well and he walked – out to the podium and made the sealer selection for uh, uh, God was it Trey Williams pretty sure it was Trey Williams uh, so, Yeah. that that had me I, I was actually almost in tears because I just believe I couldn't believe he was walking and just it's determination he showed to get to the stage uh, that, that was something else yeah
1: hands down one of the toughest guys I've ever seen I mean go through oh. that and be able to just even just walk off the field is huge. It was devastating.
2: I mean that guy played like if Troy Polamalu became a rabid pit bull, that was Ryan Shazier.
1: Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that.
2: <laughs> uh so I mentioned earlier in the show uh, that I see a changing of the guard, especially in the AFC. I mean, yes, Patty Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, still the team to beat because it's Patty Mahomes. But no longer do I. is it Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and New England, and, uh, the, and the Peyton Manning-led Indianapolis Colts being like the top four teams that are going to be slugging at outcome playoff time. So who do you see as being perhaps maybe – Aside from the Patty Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs being maybe the two or three other AFC heavyweight contenders this year.
1: I mean, aside from the New England Patriots making a comeback. <sighs>
2: um, reality, my friend. Reality, not but not fantasy.
1: <laughs> you know what? I honestly see Miami. Miami's in a kind of Miami's getting up there. I mean, they almost did it, or but the realistic one is Buffalo Bills.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Bills are
1: the, so close to making it. I mean, they almost did this year. They just just lost out, and I think they're only going up from here. Like, there's they're just going to grow and grow as a team, and that's all it really takes. They have all those pieces now.
0: So you know, one added- word out of Buffalo, speaking of Buffalo, is... They, if Mac Jones is available at number thirty, they will pick Mac Jones. Does he fall that far?
1: He might. I don't know. Cole is
0: uh, still whispering. Yes. We don't know why, but uh, he's just so nervous. Ah, uh, there oh, we yeah. go. So the big tackle out of Northwestern for LA. Another. Protector for Justin Herbert, who seems to be in that class of new wave quarterbacks, with Josh Allen, um, and many of them who were hopefully drafted tonight go on to be superstars. Um, but I think that's a big, uh, a key pickup for, for the Chargers is getting that offensive line, uh, you know. Sealed up and really give that extra protection for Justin Herbert because mm. uh, he's he's their, their diamond in the rough that they found that is going to hopefully bring the chargers glory in the playoffs, something that they haven't really had in a while.
2: <laughs> I'd almost go venture to say ever because even the Phil Rivers they they never really won too many games with Phil Rivers under center, so
0: yeah, not. Not in that, uh, not deep in the playoffs, anyways. So,
2: no, they, they might win the like the odd wild card game, but I don't remember them ever making any too many deep runs.
1: No, and I see Justin or I see him, Justin Herbert, taking him
2: there. Now, we, Justin, you asked the question to us earlier. Like, do you see? uh, Did you see Cincinnati maybe talking with Joe Burrow about who they should take? Do any of the young QBs in the in the league, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, do? Do you think any of them got consulted?
0: That's a tough. Like, I can see maybe some of them. Uh, I guess it's going to be a team on team basis because it's uh, everyone's gonna have different everyone's gonna have different like clout with their team uh, like was Justin Herbert consulted probably not but they know what they need to protect him going in after year one was Kyler Murray uh, going to be consulted probably not but was a Joe Burrow consulted maybe I uh, hard to say Uh, but the older quarterbacks I think definitely have more pull than the younger ones like do they go to Tom Brady and say who hey who do we pick at 32nd overall probably (laughs) yeah Uh, Drew Brees probably had a say and you hear stories of some people getting upset that they didn't or weren't consulted like an Aaron Rodgers before they were picked so it's that uh, I think every team is different, their dynamics. Um, now, if you're a fan of that team, I think you know more than anyone who's, uh, you know, what your team is going to do. So, oh, we got another trade. Another trade. That's three trades in the top 15. Now, I don't know my stats, but
1: to the jets.
2: The jets who? That's a weird one.
0: So okay, so here again here here's that theory. Jets are in the same. are in the same division as uh, the Patriots. Do they draft at 14 because they think that the Patriots will pick someone, but who are they going to pick? They have their, they have their quarterback, uh, Is there a receiver that I don't know about that's still available in the top? There's
1: Elijah Moore
0: from Mississippi.
2: Or are the Jets Jets going to go off the board and maybe go on the defensive end to maybe strengthen both sides of the ball?
0: Well, that's the thing. Uh, Salah, very defensive heavy. He was a defensive coach, so... I don't even know who the Jets Cole you know more than anyone who would the Jets benefit on defense <laughs> uh, there's an inside linebacker from Notre Dame Jeremiah Usubu Karamoa Um, yeah i i'm sorry for i i i don't think i did too badly but i'm i I know (laughs) um
1: i don't even know there's
0: he he's the highest ranked on the on the espn insider 300 uh and then there's a guard Maybe they get a guard for their new shiny QB. Again, this is the part of the podcast. Again, it's it's all listening, but this is where we speculate, where we go, what the heck just happened? We're throwing a curveball. Do they need a defensive end? Uh, I don't even – you know more than anyone, Cole, or even Charles, you face the Jets more than we do. so.
2: Well, I mean, the Jets could use – a position. Sorry, go ahead, Cole. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, we
0: can't hear you. You got to be use your use your inside voice.
1: Sorry, uh, I'd say they could probably pick up an offensive tackle or guard for their new shiny QB. I mean, they don't really have many. They could pick up anybody, honestly. That would benefit them. But if they pick up shiny QB, that they, they already did. They probably need a guard or a tackle, and there is one that they were projected to pick actually 23rd overall is Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. So they can just pick him up now.
2: Jenkins had a pretty decent season too. And he took the words right out of my mouth called the, the, the Jets can pick up anybody in this draft and it's going to be an upgrade at the position for whoever they had. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, sounds like we're, it sounds like we're just harping on the Jets, but the, the truth is it's actually we're not wrong. So... Uh, no, but I, I think you know we, we said that the shiny QB. Uh, yeah, a guard or a tackle wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad choice.
0: Yeah, they have Tevin Coleman for running back. Uh, yeah, their wide receivers uh, are okay. They're. Yeah, no, no real. They they need. They only have one middle linebacker, so maybe they. Is there a highly well, touted middle linebacker? He's inside linebacker, so I, I to guess Todd, maybe Jeremiah.
2: According to, to Todd McShay, who's been doing a lot of the NFL draft coverage, uh, he's got a running back as being the second biggest need after a quarterback for uh, the Jets.
0: Interesting.
2: So, based on that, we'll
0: but, see, we'll I see mean, having had Tevin Coleman on our team, he's a pretty reliable running back. Uh, he was injured a little bit, but, uh, I mean, in the NFL, you need all the running backs, really. I yeah,
2: well, mean, we'll get Pittsburgh.
0: So the highest touted running back. This isn't a very big class for running backs. Is Travis Etienne, or maybe Etten? I don't. Uh, from Clemson.
2: Or there's Najee Harris from Alabama. Oh well, Cole gets the money here. Elijah Vera Tucker, guard out of USC.
1: Interesting. All right. I guess they needed someone.
2: So there, and he is a very large man. I'm seeing him hug his family
0: 308, like the, six four and a half.
2: Ho, oh. officially listed as six four three fifteen. That's going
0: That's he's a scary dude, but well, they look watching, happy. I'm, so, I'm
2: watching him, uh hug his family he was like two or three times the size of everybody else's family <laughs> he
0: had he had to do the the bend down and then just the the evil claw just i'm gonna eat you uh, he's uh a, a, i mean he i don't see him being anything that's the thing the when you're an offensive tackle uh or uh a guard or even a center when you're drafted in the first round that means you're really really good but it's not exciting for the fans because it's a position that they don't see. You only see it. If it's, you know, if they do something bad, which you don't want to be seen, but if you're a good offensive lineman, a center, you do your job. Well, that is what makes teams successful and makes team go far in the playoffs. You stay healthy, you protect your quarterback, even defensive line. You know, they, sack the quarterback they can be kind of exciting like a jj Watt, Giovanni Clowney. uh like they are kind of bigger names but i find the offensive linemen don't get the credit because they're not a flashy pick but they're so important
2: well at the uh at at his pro day it's like you know they couldn't do a one giant combine uh you know the the one of the measuring sticks is how many times can they bench two twenty five? And the all time record's fifty or fifty
3: one.
2: Mm. Uh, this this and this new guard, Vera Tucker, thirty six reps at two twenty five. Uh, so, yeah,
0: I, I'd say I'd say the Jets just got a lot stronger. Literally. Also, I noticed that the Patriots draft room was not vaccine approved. <laughs> So, I don't know what's going on in New England there, but
2: but their pick is in by the way.
0: Their pick is in. They, they got three guys maxi. in their draft room, so are you sweating Cole?
1: No. I mean, I am cuz Bill Belichick's dog isn't there. So, I mean.
0: <laughs> so, who if you were the the Patriots right now, with what you see on the board and what you know about your team, who are you picking?
1: Let's see. I'm going to say it's going to be Mac Jones just because I know they're going for a QB.
0: You can have him. (laughs) Have the college coach.
1: (laughs) But I wouldn't mind seeing us pick up a wide receiver. I mean, Edelman just retired.
2: That's true. Here we go. Who's who's your number one guy now?
1: Uh, Nikhil Harry, probably.
2: Yeah, it's not... with all due respect, that doesn't that doesn't care the name like Juju Smith Schuster.
0: The hairy man. Ooh. Hey jerseys are just he's flying he's off the a shelf.
1: TikTok star.
0: Is he really what?
1: Who? Is is
0: he really a TikTok star?
2: I was saying Juju. Oh juju oh. Oh Oh man, did he ever just get the biggest boo? They do take Mac Jones out of Alabama.
1: You know what? Not mad about that.
2: But the, the, the guy making the pick, it's like with the 15th overall selection, the six-time Super Bowl champion, and you could hear the booze. I had the volume on low, I could still hear the booze.
0: Uh, yeah, there we go. The slow internet here in Saskatchewan. Uh, uh,
1: I'm happy.
2: The apparent was ejected from being a coach in flag football in the sorority game because he was too loud. (laughs) So he's got personality.
0: Uh, He's, yeah, I mean... Uh, Bill Belichick's gotta gotta work his magic, I guess.
1: Hey, Bill knows how to pick him. That's all I gotta say. He knows how to make players. So,
0: well, let's let let's now see the depth charts of New England and see who he has to throw to. He
1: has the brand two new tight ends
0: that that is true i guess we shouldn't be surprised bill belichick doesn't make very many appearances and he did go to his pro day um so i get i it really was just guessing who was who they had higher and who was available at 15 of course you have hands no hands nelson Aguilar. The guy who oh, catches one and then drops 15.
2: Or catches one and then fumbles it.
0: Or, yeah, and then he fumbles it. So he still gets the catch. But then. Uh, when did you guys pick up Hunter Henry? In the off season. Yeah, the offseason. Uh, I two clearly titles. have not. Well, I don't get alerts for everything, but. Kendrick Bourne. Him and Bill
1: are best friends.
0: Okay, so you got a, you got a a decent one-two there for wide receiver.
2: Well, they have an okay one-two. I'm not sure I call that decent, but that's my own opinion.
0: Well, I, I will say Kendrick Bourne was a very big surprise for us when he played. He's very very fast. Um, he, he's speedy. His routes could be slightly better. I say that as, you know, someone who would get burned easily <laughs> covering, um, but you know, I, I did play football, so I can say that I do know a little bit, but I'm not never made it to the pros. So they clearly did it a lot better than I did, but uh, yeah, his speed was, his, is his number one ability. So, yeah, I mean, you, you just have Mac Jones throw it up there and he can go get it. Oh, Jared Stidham. Oh, the Stidmeister. <laughs> you are just set at at uh, quarterback now, and you have Jake DelGala at your fourth. Someone I have no idea who the heck that is, but... Uh,
2: it's a bit of a rebuilding time in New England.
0: It is. I mean, you're still set for for running backs. you got Harris, Sonny M- Mitchell, James White,
2: like... It- and let's not, let's not forget, New England was right there in the, in the division race up until about the last three weeks of the season. That's
0: true. Cam got COVID, and he, they still managed to, to put together some package wins that almost got them to the playoffs.
1: I don't know how, but uh, it's a new year, new team. Let's go.
2: I'll call the that AFC East maybe the most unpredictable division right now.
1: Yeah, I think I agree we, on that. We
2: one. don't know what Miami's gonna look like this year. We don't know how New England's gonna play. The only thing we know is that Josh Allen has an arm that makes cannons look weak.
0: That's yeah, that's the thing. It's still I think it's still Buffalo's to lose. Um uh, what happens after? You know, there's that extra playoff spot now, so
2: Which I think which I love actually. I, I like the idea of only one team getting the bye.
0: I, I do agree as well. I mean, if they went to eight teams and then one plays eight, you're you got that potential upset. Like, I'm all for that. I, I love that any playoffs. It's always good, but uh, I don't know if football's ready to do that. It's too different. Well,
2: the Cardinals pick up Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa.
0: Out of Tulsa, interesting.
2: I didn't think Tulsa had a, that. Well, I didn't see a, any Tulsa games this year, actually.
0: No, nah. uh, he's down. I mean, he's in the top. I don't even know how many people are at
2: one. Well, he was his high school valed, valedictorian. Impressive. We'll get him go. Sorry, cool. Have to bring I have to bring the, uh, the the headset a little closer so I can hear you.
0: <laughs> so he he was in the top 32 so he was projected to go in the first round uh not that high though so he was well, actually he proje- to the top half he was projected to go around uh, pick 25 which would have been close to you guys
2: yeah pick one one right after us but so he, he wanted to going in the top half of the draft
0: mm. so now this is the case when we get into the later rounds, This is where more trades are common, Uh, but this is where we start to get people who we thought might've been in the second round uh, become in the first round. So what do we think, or who do we think uh, is going to make that move or that jump? Is, is any team going well, to pick know, someone that we think off the, is off the board for the first round?
2: Unfortunately, I don't have my list right in front of me as uh, work, interfere, work interfere with the day. And I, I got home not long before the I was due on to join you guys here on the show. So unfortunately, I, my list is uh, at my office at work. I know Cole's got his list there in front of him, so he might be one of the better people that actually pick a, an off-the-board late first-rounder. Uh, well, someone who's to go second I have to use your outside out voice there,
0: Cole, but uh, who?
2: Who's a late,
1: a late first-rounder to pick up? I don't even know.
0: Cole, oh, so... Here's a fact. The Raiders have not won a playoff game since they lost in the Super Bowl.
2: They lost at Tampa Bay, did they not?
0: They did, and they haven't won a playoff game since.
2: Well, that's also when they started having trouble as a franchise. They they, they couldn't keep quarterbacks. They're trying a new quarterback every two or three years. They just couldn't stick with a guy. They still have Derek Carr under center, do they not? Justin? Yes. The the Raiders still have the uh, uh, Derek Carr as their quarterback, eh? Yes,
0: he's still there, their their yeah.
2: number one. Yeah, just making sure that he didn't move in the offseason.
0: No, there was I mean there's always there always seems to be talk whether it's actually real or not. And I think that's where being a professional, you really have to understand. I mean You know, just imagine trying to be like Jimmy G or something like that. Like all these talks of uh, of being traded and all that. Like it has to weigh. And if you've ever seen draft day, you know, the what it takes. So I think the Raiders might go defense. Like they're pretty, like they got Carr, Deshaun Kaiser of Cleveland Brown fame, Marcus Mariota, and Nathan Peterman are their four quarterbacks they got Kenyon drake and josh jacobs uh and theo riddick uh they have a fullback they got josh brown uh Doss. i mean if there's a wide receiver maybe they don't have that flashy they got trey quinn rugs the third which he was a, a decent willie sneed okay maybe not they're good for tight ends
2: but the Raiders have never been a flashy offensive team. They never, they, they've never gone for They tried a few times to go with flashy players and it's always backfired on them.
0: That That is very true. I was just thinking maybe flashy because they're now in Vegas. They're going to have fans of the stands finally. So, not that they need Fine. people, you know, not that they need a flashy player to bring people to that new gorgeous stadium that I, oh, I absolutely, hope I, absolutely can, gorgeous. I can go see a game in eventually. Um, so I just say defense. Uh, who they need? I have no idea. Maybe they might go Jeremiah, the inside linebacker,
2: and they probably should.
0: Or maybe they go uh, defensive end Kitwitty Payne.
2: Uh, I like Michigan. the inside linebacker better. A little more explosive on the power end and things in the a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a pass rush threat.
0: Mm. Well, let's. Inside linebacker, who do they got? They have a lot of linebackers, but uh, no one that flashes out again. None of us are fans of these teams. So that's where it gets, I guess, fun. We can try and pick who they're gonna pick, Uh, uh, but we don't have any insider knowledge or good knowledge about who they're gonna pick. So uh, Cole, who do you think? that they might pick. I say defense, and I said the uh, Jeremiah Coromara, uh, inside linebacker, or they might go Kit Whitty payne the defensive end out of Michigan, who should be a very good defensive end wherever he goes.
1: I think both would be good picks for them. I also could see them going Travon Morrigue. The safety from TSU.
2: As their pick was just revealed. Oh, they went (laughs) attack. That's a little off the board. I think he was waiting to go third round.
0: Alex, I'm Alabama seems to be the team du jour. What is this their sixth first-rounder today? Five, six?
2: At least their fourth.
0: I mean, that's what – so here's the question. I I mean, Alabama is always that team that for some reason they're always good and they're always in the talk. But is this the year finally that Alabama's, you know – Rebuilding, if you call it a rebuilding, college because they're just <laughs> kids there for four years.
2: Yeah, I can see them taking a step back and not being on the national stage next year.
1: I think so, mainly because it looks like half their team's being drafted this year. <laughs> I mean, I like how
0: team. I like how excited the players get. So uh, he's super pumped. He's dancing. uh. Those listening, like a week later, this is going to make no sense to you. But uh, I like when players are this excited. Uh, it, you know, it, makes it makes you like the person because they're just excited to play. They're really happy. Um, even no matter how surprising they are, the, if you're happy, the team looks happy.
2: For the record, it's actually their Alabama's fifth player. So fifth, was, okay, yeah. You said six. I said four. It's right. It's right in the middle. Right in the middle. The middle. <laughs> hmm. Little surprised, though that Leatherwood went that high. Uh,
0: y- yeah. I mean if you like a guy and he's the right fit you always have your your eye on people and to us it's going to be surprising and you know some people seem surprised for for other people and probably the team they're they got them exactly where they wanted them so now miami is actually up uh and their pick is in, so they, they they know who they want. Yeah,
2: they didn't waste they didn't waste much time getting that pick in either.
0: No, and so sometimes this works in teams' favor when they draft down. They they have a good inkling, and I mean that's why you spend millions of dollars on scouting, and you kind of know what or who is going to fall where. And so, most of the time, it seems to gamble. Or you have your backup, and your gamble is there as well. Uh, You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. But uh, Miami had looked like they had their eye on a guy, and they knew he'd be around the twentieth pick. So pick eighteen, here they are, and they got their pick in. So their guy's still there. It's what that tells me.
2: Having Uh, no expertise, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So
0: who do they? Maybe defense? Miami
2: Dolphins select.
0: Defensive end?
2: They'll take Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami.
0: Oh, out of Miami. So hometown – well, not hometown kid, but home college kid.
2: Okay. So there you go. And Miami's defense, probably the one area that could use an improvement.
0: And you know what? Jalen Phillips was – essentially slotted around that 20th pick. So uh, they had them right on the, right on the nose. So good for them. Good for Miami They're They got their offense kind of on their way. So now they're, they got to shore up the defense. If they're going to compete with uh, Buffalo, you know, they, they did pretty well. Uh, but Cincinnati uh, is nipping at their heels Mm-hmm. Uh, in the AFC there uh, Baltimore always you know you're going to have to face those teams if you do make the playoffs which they were very close to so they maybe they won't win the division but if they can finish second and get that you know one of those other one of those wild cards one of those wild cards they're going to have to face a a high a, a high division a divisional winner in a Baltimore in a Kansas City if they don't get first overall it, San Diego, maybe might it might be their turn uh, or they might even have to battle New England in their own division. We're not going to talk about the Jets. They're not ready, but uh, it might come down to one of those. It might come down to one of those divisional games that are going to be the difference. And with this, we haven't even talked about the added 17th game. What do you guys think? I know there, there are people and, you know, football kind of people kind of care about records, but baseball is the worst. And when people talk about how do you make the game more appeasing for the new generation, do you drop it down to 140 games? Do you make it seven innings instead of nine? And then they then they go, oh, well. you know, I can't believe like, what about the records? The right, it's all about the records with baseball, but football's kind of on that too. And people are now like, Oh, there's 17 games. Now records are going to be broken because there's one more game for passing and catching and all this stuff. And then there's that talk about another game. It's going to be, you know, potentially hurting more people for injuries as a fan. Obviously we like one more game, (laughs) And one less preseason game because no one cares about that. Um, But what do you guys think about the added uh, 17th game?
1: I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's great for football. It's good. More money, more entertainment. And I don't really see... Too many records being broken because of that 17th extra game I think it just adds to it and I think the standings will really come down to that extra game being a huge difference maker and really affecting some teams and I think it could come down to those couple extra wins for a lot of the divisions
0: Now okay. ask this question to you Charles Oh sorry Cole uh i'll ask you're so quiet i couldn't tell if you were finished or not so uh i'll ask this question to you charles do you agree that the last game it's not a divisional game they you know my 49ers are playing cincinnati in week 17 or week 18 whatever it is now um so they're, they're not they playing in the divisional. Team. so it's not uh it's not going to be that old oh, last game you know winner takes the division and goes to playoffs. so it, that last game could matter because everyone's playing and you're not playing within your division like normally we're used to. Uh, so is that going to play into it?
2: I don't know if it's going to play into it. I don't like it in the first place. I think the last two weeks of the season, no, no matter how long the season is, with 16 or 17 games, the last two weeks should be within your own division because that separates – usually you find out who belongs and who doesn't. And there's no, there's none of this, you know, unless you're in the uh, the NFC East with Philadelphia, Dallas, and the Giants, and the, and the Washington Football Team, uh, where they all had losing records last season. Generally, you're going to separate the the contenders from the pretenders those last two, sometimes three weeks, if you wind up going against your division three weeks in a row. Uh, um, I think it may. It may make that, that Week 17 matter. I'm pretty sure we, we get Seattle Week 17 out of that. So, you know, Big Ben versus Russell Wilson. That'll be a good team, game. Very good quarterbacks. Um, but I, I really, really liked the drama of, you know, a divisional matchup to end of the year because those – any division, doesn't matter which division, Smash Mouth or who knows what, any division game – literally takes the phrase any given sunday and puts it to reality. It doesn't matter how bad the New York Jets are. You could put them against a 6 a 15 0 New England Patriots team and they could wind up beating them because it's any any given sunday, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to division. So while I'll hold final judgment to see how this this season goes, I can't say I'm a fan of how the scheduling works out that it's a in a lot of teams' cases, it's not even a conference opponent. It's out. It's it's from the other from the opposite conference. I'm not a fan of that.
0: Do you think they tweak it for 2022? But uh, because they, I would they already so.
2: they already had
0: the opponent because it was pretty easy to tell who is playing who because you're always going to play those uh, those home and away matchups in your division and then you always face you always rotate. So, you know, okay, like we're playing the NFC East and the AFC West. And then it just all depends who gets selected or like who you play at home and then who you play away. But you know, okay, this year we're playing, you know, the AFC West, uh, you know, these teams at home, but you don't find out your schedule until later. But uh, because it was already determined who you're playing for this year. So uh,
2: I would, I would – Really to see them tinker it and maybe.
0: But I, I agree with that. If you want to mix
2: it up and have. Like mix, maybe if you want to mix it up and maybe go division. Then now it's going to be an 18 week regular season. So a division game week 16, non-divisional game week 17, and a week, divisional game then to end the season. I could live with that.
0: I, I, I really like that idea, but I agree. Yeah, you want that. That was always the good thing As last week the storylines, it's so much drama. A lot of times, you know, winner takes the division, goes to the playoff, loser doesn't because you don't get that wild card. Uh, it's, it wasn't always the fact that in most playoff positions, you know, in some years, most playoff positions are settled by the last week, but it's not always the case. And that those—and that's why you get flex uh, scheduling when, t- you know, you can make... Uh, you know, if you were going to play a one o'clock game, and all oh, this really going to have a lot of eyes. Okay, now you're playing the eight p.m. Sunday nighter, the last game of the season to determine uh, everything. You know, the year San mm-hmm. Fran uh, went to uh, the Super Bowl, we played the Seahawks. They moved it to a eight p.m. game, and it, you know, we won by an inch on the last play. Like yeah. way to end the the decade. And, you know seattle had to play and then they lost you know in the wildcard whatever round they lost in but san Fran got that by and so games like that if you don't have that divisional it's not going to have that much meaning i don't think uh and i just will yeah, say think- the washington football team the wtf <laughs> uh, picked a guy named Jamin,
2: so good job Oh, gotta love football names. But um, no, it it really needs to be a a, a divisional final week of the season. So much rides of it. And and do you remember the year, Justin, where Pittsburgh started 0 4? (laughs) Yep. And it came down to the final week of the season. We had to win and. San Diego, uh, who was it? So I think San Diego had to win. Baltimore had to win. Like three other teams had to win. Like we had to win. Plus three other things had to happen for us to get into the playoffs. We won, and everything else was good, good, good until I can't remember if it was Kansas City or San Diego. It was it was KC versus San Diego, but I just can't remember who needed to win that game. And they had like two chances to win it: one at the end of regulation, one overtime, and they blew both field goals. And wound up caught, co- and they wound up costing us a playoff spot. You need. That's what division games can bring you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not only for yourself, but for a, a complete other team in another division. So having the, having the games – not to say that they won't matter in week 17 or week 18 this year, excuse me, but to have them not matter the same way, it, it almost seems like a damn shame.
0: Uh, yeah, I – it's – yeah, it's – I hope it's a one-year and then they – you know, figure it out or tweak it, uh, but I think that they're going to find that the Week 17 games are not going to draw as big of an audience as it could have. I don't know well, how to no, that. Like it's the meaning something. That's that's the thing. The NFL owns a day of the week, so who are you to tell them that they're not going to get the eyeballs and everything?
2: well the sad part is actually they own a couple days of the week really stop and think about it I mean with the exception of Saturday night which is very much hockey they've got all day Sunday they have Monday nights and Thursday nights speaking of that with the NFL's new television thing what do you think of uh, Thursday night football going specifically to uh, Amazon Prime
0: you know, there, there are companies with a lot of money, but companies don't have an obscene amount of money because I'm sure if CBS or NBC could afford every single NFL game, they would because it makes them money, but they have to share it and they have to. It's I think it's part of the agreement. Uh, and now, you know, streaming, you know, here in Canada, we have DAZN, Uh, So I can, you know, not have to rely on whatever is available in my locally televised area or on TSN or SportsNet. I have access now to all the games. So uh, how, you know, living in Ottawa, you you have when the Steelers are good, you have more of an opportunity to see them on TV. Uh, I know Cole for New yeah. England. Yeah, it, sometimes. But New England, of course, Tom Brady, they drew the crowds. They're on the East Coast. But if you cheer for a West Coast team, very rarely, unless it's nationally televised, would I get a San Francisco game, uh, you know, San Diego game, unless it was a primetime night game. So it it gets very hard. San
2: Diego primetime.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's, you know, having that access and, you know, many, many people have Amazon Prime. So if this brings in, new fans which the NFL is always worried about you don't have enough new players because of safety reasons or parents not putting their kids into football well hey mom has prime what's on thursday night oh look football i can watch football instead of a prime movie cool uh, it's they're trying something
2: yeah i agree they're got to actually, reach the masses somehow No, i you have I do to agree I, with you wholeheartedly
0: it's something that like netflix will i don't think will ever do Um, Disney, uh, here in Canada, we don't have ESPN plus, but ESPN just signed that huge hockey deal. So they're going to be the primary United States, uh, TV broadcasters for the NHL.
2: Well, no, it's a joint thing. ESPN and TNT.
0: Well, yeah, no, no ESPN gets that like first draw. So they get first pick and then TNT gets the second kind of batch, but then you can, if you have ESPN plus or Disney plus, uh, you can watch the hockey games. So again, that's a streaming service that, if as long as you have ESPN Plus, you have access to all these games. The NFL, whenever it was on ESPN, uh, basketball, uh, NCAA, like. So if you have a streaming service yeah. that can do it, uh, Yahoo. When the games would be played over in London, you know, <laughs> Sunday morning at like eight o'clock. You turn on Yahoo. There you go. You have a, a game in England going on.
2: I, I, I'm glad they're not doing that for the next little while.
0: Uh, they'll definitely go back to it. I think it's delayed, but I still do think eventually they will have a team over there
2: because they call it because we call this football. And they already have a sport that they call footy. I, I don't think it's going to work over there.
0: But that's the thing. That's why they just started, you know, um, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why they kept playing over there because uh, they, he owns a soccer team. So that's why they could play over there. You start to play games. You, they sell out those games and a lot of them are local people. It's, a majority of them are from Europe. They're not from North America flying over. It's the big issue is the logistics. And that is what is going to stop teams from being like, yes, we want a team over in England because you can't schedule a bye week like they do now once you've played over there for coming back and time chase it's the scheduling nightmare.
2: Pretty much if you're gonna play there, you have to have your bye week right after. Exactly. You a chance to read, readjust. It.
0: Is that possible? It might be mathematically no. co- Might be mathematically possible, but that, that sounds
2: realistically.
0: Yeah. It
2: yeah, That's one. That's one of the reasons why I don't see it working. Also, then like you have it's uh, eight a.m. our time, and it's like a one p.m. East one one p.m. Uh, Greenwich time kickoff there in order to get any kind of viewership it has to be a Sunday night game some like local time there to be even to Sunday afternoon here
0: Sunday afternoon here and then on the east coast it's three hours closer so if it's 8 a.m or I guess it might have been 10 a.m or 9 a.m for you guys minus three hours so you're waking up at 7 a.m if you're San, if my San Francisco, if Seattle is over there playing, you're waking up. It's a long-ass day. I mean, football fans will do it. We know. But, like, it's a, it's a long day for fans but
2: anyways. If it, yeah, but if it's a 9 a.m. kickoff here, it's 6 a.m. out on the, on the West Coast, which means you're getting up at 5, 5.30 in the morning for a football game. And I, I just don't think that they're going to get the viewership numbers out of that that they want
0: yeah that's that's the thing if the money's there they'll do it if uh if the money doesn't talk then they they snip it in the butt real fast
2: well you had stepped away earlier and while we have another long commercial break here on the draft uh i asked cole what his favorite draft memory whether you know just that you had Watched like uh, maybe you'd, you'd been to a draft live or you would watch the whole draft and like what your favorite memory of a particular draft was. So, why don't you chime in there with your favorite draft moment? It could be any sport.
0: I mean, it's hard not to remember uh, when the Senators traded Alexi Ashen and we got Jason Spezza. That was a pretty big significant and changed the course of the team for a while um picking mm-hmm. eric carlson at home in the first round 15th overall that was pretty good draft i'm, I'm not gonna lie this this draft I, I'm, I'm i'm liking our pick um as a whole i mean the draft able is better. it's a, a little crazy uh which i like um I don't have any memories of the baseball draft. So Um, uh, the MLS is trying to do something with the draft. Uh, It's not quite there yet, but they're starting to draft, like have a college draft. Um, So uh, they're they're getting there. I don't have any memories of the MLS. Uh, NBA too, uh, with the recent uh, rise in Canadian talent. I think anytime a Canadian gets selected for the NBA is exciting. Uh, so uh, you know Jamal Murray when he got selected, that was a pretty big moment. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, of course, Tristan Thomas. Uh, you know we're uh, RJ Barrett. Uh, you know this past draft. So uh, you know basketball is on the rise here in Canada, and uh, we're hopefully going to qualify for the Olympics and be a force to reckon. Uh, yeah i guess mostly uh, until recently i've really only focused on the nhl draft but uh, the nfl has always kind of been in the background and then the others are slowly building as well indianapolis seems really happy with their pick they too are not a vaccinated draft room so oh my do you see all the paper look at that room look at all those names that is that kind of gives me anxiety with <laughs> – if that's not organized, oh, my. That was a lot of names <laughs> and a lot of whiteboard.
2: Yeah, but we've, we've seen that on more than one occasion across drafts. You know, the teams have a whiteboard somewhere in in, in their war room or on a trade deadline show, and they're constantly just – like – they're making notes on, on the names or they're crossing them off as, okay, they're no longer available, blah, blah, blah.
0: I don't think I've seen a, that large, the entire wall was a, a whiteboard and magnetic with names on it. That that was a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you can't blame them too, because you know half the schools didn't play this year. So they didn't get the chance to see half the, half their, you know, the potential prospects. So they had to put that, a lot more names as being in play.
0: That is true. A lot more people, I guess, more, which is good, I guess, for the athletes that they have a better shot. And, you know, going forward after the seventh round, if uh, there are lots of documentary or NFL films that you can go see where they follow players on draft day. And as soon as if their name isn't called, as soon as they are, like the draft is over, teams can start to contact uh undrafted free agents they call them and yeah it's like they are just so busy you think you know they're busy now they get even busier trying to fill and get people who weren't drafted uh to come to camps you know a lot of them do get cut but you know that's their like second opportunity everyone wants to hear their name get drafted yeah uh but you know, if you get a call, you're not going to be like, "No, I didn't get drafted." And there we go. The defensive edge, Kitwitty Payne from Michigan, going to the Colts. Uh, Colts getting a new quarterback
2: in in Carson Wentz.
0: Carson Wentz. You know, they replaced so
2: they, so they
0: did pretty good. They ran into a strong Buffalo team. Uh, but they, you know, they weren't bad last year. They. They were very decent uh, with Phillip Rivers.
2: Far better than expected.
0: A lot better than expected. So, I mean, they're the Colts are, are not in a, a rebuild or all. They're, they're on the rise. So, the, bolstering up their defense is only going to be better.
2: Especially if they, if they have to run into a team like Buffalo again.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The FC is so tough. And if you're in a position like uh, the Colts uh, where you're, you know, you're good enough to make the playoffs. You have to, again, you have to kind of plan for the teams that you might see in the postseason because it's well enough to plan for your division and plan for your opponents. But then once you you'd be like, wow, we made the playoffs. Cool. Who are we playing? Oh, Tennessee. Oh, they got that running back. Don't they? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, teams are a little more, they know more than uh, that. But if you don't plan for potentially facing those top tier teams, eventually, if your plan is to win the Super Bowl, eventually you're going to have to face a Kansas City, a Tennessee uh, to get to the Super Bowl in your division, like the Colts. So you, you might as well.
2: No, I, you're absolutely right. Um, everyone just seems like, oh, just make the playoffs, anything can happen. No, not really because, you know, you may be a young upstart team, but if you don't plan to take on one of those powerhouses, when that powerhouse shows up and just train rolls you, you got no answer. hmm You know, un- unless you're Houston and you train roll Kansas City in the opening quarter of a playoff game, and then get train-rolled yourself over the next three quarters.
0: That is, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: That's going to be the wildest playoff game I've ever seen. Uh, I know, right? To fall
0: apart. It was, to fall apart. Uh,
2: you have a 28 nothing lead, and you fall apart.
0: Like, that's the definition of, uh, we did it. Let's park the bus. And the other team was like, oh, cool. We can go around you. This this game ain't over yet. Yeah. That's why you play play the game.
2: (laughs) You play to win win the the game. game. (laughs) Oh, Tony Dungy. I miss him. So
0: we are two picks away from your team. And it looks like we'll probably call it cause we're, this is definitely going to be the longest episode ever. Kudos to anyone <laughs> who listens to this. Uh, maybe we'll break it. I don't even know how We might just release it and see what happens, but uh, let us know what you think. If you're still listening at this point, uh, do you like these? Do you want us to do more live events? Uh, do you want us to include you, uh, the fans? Let us know on our social media pages. We have Instagram, Facebook, Sports United Podcast. Uh, Let us know. Follow us uh, because since this is our one-year anniversary, we are going to be giving away one of these draft hats. So even you, Charles, you can can win. It's not limited to non-guests. So follow our social media. Uh, and we will let you know what you have to do to get in the draw to win uh, a 2021 NFL draft hat of your choice. Uh, Cause clearly I'm going to be ordering my team. So might as well throw another one on, uh, get that free shipping. Um, so uh, follow us on social media and uh, we will be announcing next week how to win an NFL draft cap.
2: No, I, I I don't think I'll enter this time. I won the Montreal hat last time, so I think I'll let someone else uh, take the victory lap this time.
0: Well, that's so nice of you. That's the Sports Night podcast. Uh, a good mo- feeling. Yes, Charles was one of our lucky winners of episode 25. Uh, yep. the, the first giveaway uh, to get to 25. And actually... We are coming close. Now, I wasn't sure if we should do a one-year anniversary giveaway or a 1,000-download giveaway. Um, We're we're, we're getting close. I was also thinking maybe 50 episodes. Um, But we're past 750 downloads on the podcast, which thank you to the fans. I never thought it would get this far again. Uh, so all of you listening in the United States and Canada, the UK, Ireland, Germany, Sweden, South Africa, Australia, and Hong Kong. Thank you so much for downloading, finding us, even if you just listen to us once uh, it's all appreciated uh, from the bottom of my heart, from everyone who's been on the podcast. Uh, we're not going anywhere. It uh, sounds like we're, we're wrapping up, but uh, uh, we will uh, continue you, you on. Got, got yeah, we got time to say Yeah, yeah. Their their musical interlude. <laughs> this thing really drags on. I forget how long this draft is on night one. Uh,
2: there's. we, we kicked Carolina. off here at seven thirty Eastern, and now we're touching eleven.
0: That exactly. So we're probably going to call it after the Steelers pick in two picks, uh, because like you said, yeah, it's eleven o'clock Eastern. We're get it's nine o'clock here uh tomorrow's friday so we do gotta work uh unless you're lucky charles where you don't have well, to you work. do I have the day off oh see you you planned ahead
2: so uh, I, I work all weekend though I, I i had to trade the friday off for the to work all weekend though so there you
0: go i i i have to work i get sunday off i get one day off this week so i don't know if that's fair the labor boards listening but <laughs>
2: <laughs> wouldn't that be ironic if someone from the labor board happens to listen to this podcast
0: uh i will i will say this downloading this episode just to convert it to audio is probably going to take a while so uh this episode will probably be posted friday april 31st the day after round one so you'll already know what happens uh so far aaron Rodgers is still not traded uh, good trades. I think overall, uh, it benefited the teams that really wanted to go up. They got their team that they, uh, the player that they wanted. So, uh, bears didn't fuck it up. Uh, you know, it, it's
2: surprising. Like I am glad I was sitting down for that one. You know, I 2020... saw what they were giving up. I...
0: 2021 really is looking up.
2: You know, it's going to be interesting to see if how many of these draft picks are actually on the opening night roster, not just the practice squad. Uh,
0: and that's the thing, yeah. You can, uh, I mean, at least definitely the first round. Uh, when we do our season preview show in the fall, uh, we'll have to see. Oh, cannot wait for that. Uh, we'll have to see who uh, really has kind of stuck after training camp. And shown that they're you know which quarterback is going to be a starter, which one is potentially going to be a backup for the first year, are any of these guys going to be uh, outside of pick number one and two? Is uh, is my guy Trey uh, going to be starter? Is Jimmy still going to be there? Uh, Is Mac Jones? How far down the depth charts? Does anybody get traded? Like trade bait like we said that you know in june those wide receivers so highly coveted people uh you know they got the draft they got i mean not really schedule announcement is not really a a calendar event thing they make it seem like but i i don't if you're bored i guess watch it but it's not a we have to watch this but then june i think it's june the 10th but don't it's early in june
2: yeah, it's early on in June when, when all the signing bonuses get paid out. Yeah. And then, you know, players' cap hits will change a little bit from the trade. And I think – now, I was hoping Aaron Rodgers would go tonight because that would have made for endless analyzation. We, we could have sat here for the next week and talked about that. <laughs> but I, th- I honestly – you know, that's when Rodgers will get dealt because his cap hit will be lowered by a good – six to $7 million at least. if not maybe like $8 million. Uh, so, and because you, you can spread out his cap hit over more years, Uh it, it'll be a lot easier for, and you'll, you'll increase the amount of suitors that the, he'll have. Mm-hmm. I know he gave us a list of where he'd like to play, but at the same time, he may waive his no trade or he may, he may say, okay, I'll go to this team since they, they made the best offer.
0: That's true. And it could happen on so, day two or day three. Uh We just hope mm-hmm. because, Round one is the flashy, everyone's there. TV cameras, it's on prime time. Day two and day three, you, you don't quite know what channel that's on. Is it even on TV? I mean, now you can stream it you can definitely find it, but I know in years past, you, you couldn't definitely day three, no. like you were asking like for a million dollars from a bank when you were like, I just want to watch day three. And they're like, well, are you in the city? <laughs> that it's happening. You no, know? well, then sorry, you can't. Um, so it's a lot more accessible these days, but um yeah, I, I I don't think someone like Aaron Rodgers will go until June. As much as we wanted to hope. Um, and as much yeah. as, you know, you might see angry posts. After tonight being like, I can't believe like they didn't deal Aaron Rodgers. Like there were so many options. Like we could have done this and this and this. Those people don't know what they're talking about. They're just angry that something flashy, like a trade of Aaron Rodgers' caliber, didn't happen.
2: It's it you know, it's the same way that people get angry in Canada on the trade deadline shows or the, the first day of free agency. Well, why didn't you sign here on this day? It's like, well. And we didn't get a good offer. Yeah, we happens, guys.
0: We've put too much stock into those events because occasionally they're flashy, they're exciting, and they make great TV or talking points on social media, but it's it can't be like that every single time. And then that's when fans get, Oh, it wasn't exciting. Okay. July 1st, no one signed. You could go for a bike ride. Uh, um, you'd go camping. I don't know.
3: Go to a barbecue. Yeah.
0: Trade deadline day. Uh, build the snow fort. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you going to force your team to, to trade a prize possession just for your entertainment? Some people would probably say yes.
2: The, the, the people who. The, those quote-unquote, you know, like the psychotic fans are like, oh, they didn't make a trade. Uh, they're hopeless. It's like, no, they didn't make a trade because they weren't going to sacrifice their future for nothing.
0: Exactly. It has to make sense, not just for entertainment. And as much as the people on Sportsnet, TSN, NFL Network would love a flashy trade because that brings all the eyes, uh, if it decreases the quality of you watching that team for that, Upcoming season, they'd much rather have a competitive, uh, you know, yeah, fan base watching 20 games of that team instead of watching one because their team threw away their future, like a Buffalo this year.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen a team mortgage their future in the NFL or the NHL for? you know, one or two kicks at a championship with a star player and it doesn't work out.
0: Mm -hmm. And the NFL's, you know, the NHL, you can kind of work around, but, uh, but uh, the NFL, you get one or two bad, uh, one or two bad injuries and like you're done for the year. It's, it's really, can we survive the injuries good enough to still make it deep or are we lucky enough where no one significant gets injured for a long period of time
2: and that's the thing the moment you lose a starting quarterback your odds of even having a winning season decrease by 50% Mm -hmm. well the Minnesota Vikings pick up Christian Darish Shaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia
0: Tech Virginia Tech has a
2: habit of having good offensive tackles yes they do And And now the moment I've been waiting three and a um, half hours for the three and a half hours, the the
0: last pick we will report on here on the podcast. Who are you hoping for that's left on the board? Who
2: do the Steelers need? Well, okay. Well, we have a few needs actually, you know, we have a need to draft for the future at quarterback. Yes, we have Ben Roethlisberger and God, I love him to death. We have Mason Rudolph as the backup, but that's only for this season. We don't have a long-term succession plan. We don't have that Justin Herbert or Kyler Murray or you know Aaron Rodgers circa 2004 or 2005 when he came into the league. Uh, we, we we don't have that next heir apparent really wait ready to go, unless Mason Rudolph suddenly shows something that he hasn't done in the last couple of years. We have a need at the running back. Uh, I mean, just just a few short years ago, we were talking about the killer bees. Mm-hmm. of Big Ben, Chris Boswell, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. We had <laughs> one of the scariest offenses in the league. Antonio Brown decided to be a diva. He's gone. Le'Veon Bell is a diva. He's gone. But even James Conner couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. So we need a running back as well like to, to complement because Big Ben, our pick has been put in, by the way. Uh, so now we'll wait for another minute or two and see what that's going to be like. Ben was throwing – on average between 40 and 55 passes per game last season. You cannot do that and be successful in the NFL just because the defenses are under they know okay, the run game is non-existent, so we don't have to plan for the run. They can specifically gear up for the pass. And then it made Juju Smith's, you know, he wasn't as big a factor last season as normal. James Washington wasn't as big a factor. You know, I could go on and on and on about these <laughs> players who should have been huge factors who weren't as big as they should have been because our run game was non-existent. Um, now, Connor went to Arizona, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Arizona, they have a so running back. They picked up J.J. Watt. So, Arizona is going to be a team to watch. But as far as Pittsburgh goes, we have needs in several areas. I mean, we got to start looking at the like, have one That's
0: not just I'll tell you when I'm done and through many he could. We made the last
2: running under a good time. the fewest amount of rushes of 10 yards or more. We only had 32 all year. So here we go.
0: Here we go. And also uh, if you if you saw the Browns were were trying to get in Pittsburgh ah, face. good.
2: They uh, well, here's your sixth Alabama player, Najee Harris, running back.
0: Oh, there we go. I was wondering where he one. was going to go.
2: I'm I'm liking that because he, he's shifty. He's he's got some of Bell in him in terms of he stutters he stutters a little bit at the line, and sees the opening and then gun, goes for excuse me, wow, he uh, goes for it. I you know what. I, uh, I, he, he's six foot two, but he's 230 pounds.
0: That's a, uh, you got to get really, really fast. to get That's, that's Derrick Henry. That's Derrick Henry. That's
2: that's Derrick Henry coming at you.
0: So I, I think that's an excellent pickup for, for Pittsburgh. Again, you've been talking about their run game was the number one thing they had to address. So, uh, you know, maybe, you know, they have. They might have a plan for quarterback. They probably, you know, all they weren't gonna get the the, the top ones. They weren't gonna. They didn't have anything to trade. So why mortgage your future on next a quarterback year. next year? Or you you can sign a free agent. Uh, work on the quarterback. But yeah, the I think the run like you've been explaining was number one address, and uh, I, I think they they nailed it with uh, Najee.
2: And they're showing I'm getting a bit of an extended look at N- uh, Najee here. Didn't get a chance to see him as much. Uh, I worked a lot of Saturdays, unfortunately, so I missed a lot of college ball this, uh, this season. Um, he actually set a record in uh, for the SEC conference for 30 rushing touchdowns. He, last year. He's,
0: he's definitely a name that uh, I would hear often throughout the college year. Uh, so, uh, you know, when you, when you hear that, you know you're doing something right if you hear the name and you're not paying that much focus. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm very happy with that
2: pick. <laughs> very, very happy with that pick. Uh, definitely gives, you know, a little, little bit of hope, a little bit of a smile on my face now. Seeing that okay, Pittsburgh Steelers, they saw the stats, they saw how they played, and they saw that it wasn't really good. And Najee is athletic to boot. I'm I'm watching now. They've shown it now three times. He literally was leapfrogging guys in midair, like he was pole vaulting over players. It was great. So he he'll be a great offense, great addition to the behind the behind the line to work with Big Ben. And, you know, maybe the Steelers' offense returns to more of a normal, you know, normal uh, play call for 2021.
0: Who knows? Hopefully that, uh, that bolsters. Uh, the three of us are, are pretty happy. Uh, Cole's internet died. If you can tell, his voice got lower and lower before the internet just gave out. Uh, but uh, he, he seems pretty happy with Mac Jones very happy charles here with uh naji harris uh i'm very happy with uh my new boy trey we're not friends i've never met him but uh he's he's my new friend right here in my heart that's gonna do it for this episode thank you so so much for for following along and you know bless you for listening to this uh probably three hour long podcast at this point um we'll be back again uh next three hours and
2: 45 minutes three hours
0: 45 minutes there we go uh enjoy the rest of the draft if you watch day two and three uh again watch our social media page to find out how to win a draft cap uh charles again thank you for joining us uh have a wonderful evening my pleasure stay safe uh and sport on